Coming up, ton of stuff actually. Gillen's out, replaced by the Dill. The Gill and Dill show will march on together until October. But ultimately, the AFL commission paid over a million dollars, seven figures, to find the guy down the hall who'd basically done a 20-year apprenticeship. I'm not too sure that this was the approach that the wider AFL fan base expected. However, we've got a new head. So we ask each other what would be your first big key strategic announcement if you were Andrew Dillon. Aside from that, we touch on how great the Pies were. You've got to give credit where it's due. They're exciting to watch. Fantastic team. We had Charlie Kerno looking, I mean, it was vintage 90s stuff, him kicking nine goals. Could have gone on and done a, a big, big job. And outside of that, we do talk about the Tasmania news, which has gotten plenty of attention this week. It's getting over the line with the funding. What about a 20th team? Where would you put it? So a few big questions, because there's plenty of big topics floating around. Let's fucking go. saying about Ben King, mate? He was on radio this morning and, yeah, they asked him, like every young, talented Gold Coast player who isn't from there, there's always speculation when their contract's up for renewal or if they're planning on going elsewhere. Uh, yeah, he, he shut them down pretty quickly just by saying that he's happy up there. Um, he loves the club. He loves the people in it. He loves the culture. Um, you know, he's just got back from a long-term injury, uh, just wants to play football. He's bought a house up there. His partner's moved up there permanently with him and pretty pretty well pretty well said by him just to sort of, I don't know, shut them up for any follow-up questions about maybe, you know, the speculation's true and whatnot. So pretty pretty well answered. But, um, yeah, um, it didn't stop me from just jokingly saying to myself, gone, done. Yeah. Yeah, fate of complete. He is out of there. But um, if, yeah. I mean, if I'm the Gold Coast, there's no bigger signature than his to get, to get. But how many players over the course of their existence have we said that about? Oh, well, we said And about- some of them they've signed and then they've still left. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like Tom Lynch re-signed. Stephen May would have re-signed. Yeah. Um, Charlie Dixon definitely re-signed. And they gave those guys leadership positions. Yeah, yeah. And they yeah. still lost them. Well, Stephen May was the captain and he left. Co-captain? Co-captain, yeah. Mm. Him and David Swallow maybe or him and Gary Ablett. One of one of the two, but yeah, he he left. Yeah, Ben I King. I still remember my club just not showing any interest in an all Australian fullback. <laughs> and he went to Melbourne and won a flag against us. So yeah. you got a cricketer instead. Yeah, how's that working yeah. out for you? <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know, but fuck, didn't look good on the weekend, man. Mitch Lewis looked like he was going to rip that game apart. I was there. Mitch Lewis is going to be a superstar, Bob. Yeah, he's... he he has the attributes. Yeah, he could be anything. That guy, and he's yeah. so young. So yeah, they gets his him. body right. He attacks the football so hard. I I must say, they were confident bringing him back. Yeah, sending him through the VFL. But I was not. I was like, are you sure? Yeah. Like, is that this is not a season that's going to produce anything? Are you sure that that's the way to go? But he looked fine. Yeah, and obviously performed. But yeah, well, he played on a guy that you know bowls off spin with no natural variation. So yeah. surely you change that up after he's like. <laughs> Fifth contested mark in the forward 50. Yeah, maybe. In a half. Yeah, yeah. If he could kick straight, he would have punished you guys. Yeah. Could have been a different game. Yeah. But um. Rory Lobb, Bob. Yeah. Rory fucking Lobb. What do you want to know about him? I don't want to know anything about him. 
I just want to tell you that I, someone that size, for how soft he is in one-on-one contests, man, he gets bullied. Yeah, he's a bit of a twig. He's such a twig, man. He's got no power, upper body strength, power. Mm. But then I see Jamara Ugelhagen, who week on week looks like he's getting tougher and stronger, um, crashing packs like a maniac. Like a for, maniac. For, for little reward at times. So I'm oh, very impressed by his work rate and the increase of that work rate. There's still a long way to go, but um, I think he's showing signs. The few, as you mentioned, you noticed him the week before, uh, the week prior of him, you know, barrel-chested, having a go. Leading out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, same again on the weekend, you know, and he got a he got small reward, two or three goals. Two. Two, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think, uh, yeah, our opponent was only Hawthorne. And when I say only Hawthorne, I sort of tip my cap to them in the sense that for the best part of three quarters, three and a bit quarters, they were super competitive. And um, we haven't been able to put them away in the last few, oh, the last few times we've played them. Hmm. Um, I remember they, you got cut up one year. You lost to... 2021. It cost us the top four spot. And I was like, you got beaten by, was it Lockie Bramble or something? It was Lock, like... Lockie Bramble had a career game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wait, how have you let this shit happen? Yeah, well, he's playing for Box Hill at the moment, Bob. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He had a career game. So... Yeah, well, this goes to show, doesn't it? Will Day, career game. Yeah, awesome. He was really noticeable too. Uh, John Newcombs, I uh, said to you just before we went on the air, um, we pressed record, that uh, John Newcombs a tough little cookie, man. He is a bull. Yep. Uh, he's super impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he crack, cracks in like, a, like an absolute maniac. So do you have a, an apology for Hawks fans? After last week, you said you, you didn't think their kids were any good. Oh, I, I, I can I can sit here and, and say that there was moments in time during the game where I'm like, I am I think I'm a bit wrong about this mob. Yeah, I think I am. I think um I think they're way better than North Melbourne because <laughs> the sample size we saw on Saturday night from North Melbourne is there. They are gutless. Yeah, it's pretty easy for me to fly the "I told you so" flag yeah, yeah. right in your face this week. Yeah. But the my point about Hawthorne was that the mixture and the setup isn't long-term successful. Yep. And that will have to change. I'm guessing there'll be game plan changes that go along with it. Yeah. And that they will get... Look, North North could potentially get worse from here as well. Yes. They still actually rely on Zeebel and Cunnington. Mm-hmm. And those guys, are they're cooked. Yep. Ben Cunnington is a shadow of his former self. And not because he had a nut cut out, but... Because he just can't play footy anymore. Yeah. Uh, wooden spoon, Bob. Wooden spoon. Oh, I nearly crashed the forklift this morning when I heard the odds. Oh, tell me. North Melbourne are paying $5. Yeah. That is juice. Yeah. Who's the lowest? West Coast at $2.20. Oh. They're getting players back at some stage. At some stage. Yeah. It's not for like four or five weeks, but... So are we saying that because North are a game in front? Well, I outlined to you how yeah. tough the North Melbourne run is. It's horrible. Going yeah. forward. They've got St. Kilda coming up this week. Then they've got Port Adelaide. That's at Blundstone Arena. Yeah. I don't think they win. Yeah. Because I, I don't think I was wrong about this Port Adelaide team. I think they're a finals team. Yeah, they're good, man. Yeah. yeah. And there are yeah. A few Friday things. night told me they were pretty solid. Yeah. Some of their wins just weren't super convincing, but they were against half-decent teams. Yeah. They, they haven't been mucking it up against... Mm. It's not like they played Frio, GWS, West Coast, North. Like, they've played decent teams. Yeah. And now they've beaten a team that looks like a contender, so. Well, Char- um, Friday night, 
you know, um, Horn Francis was probably 38% better disposal efficiency away from a shortlist for the MVP for the round. Mate, the, that was, was great. Amazing, man. Mm. And I think he got the 10 coaches votes. <laughs> Sorry. You're right. I think he got the 10 coaches votes. So yeah, he did. Full proper recognition. So yeah, yeah man, he looked like, um, he looked like, yeah, he looked like Dangerfield. <laughs> so North super tough run. His disposal efficiency said so itself as well. <laughs> <laughs> so North are a game ahead of West Coast at the moment. Yeah. And you can get North for five bucks. Well, their run is horrendous. Yeah. But West Coast's run, they've got Richmond this week. Then they've got the Suns at home. Who have... Then they've got... North have Richmond this week. No, West oh, Coast. West Coast. And then West Coast have the Suns. Yep. And then West Coast have Hawthorne. I mean, there's a game to be won in there. Could win too. If you they're never prepared know. to turn up, their issue is that they're not getting enough talent back in those next three weeks. A lot no. of their guys are four to five weeks away. So I'm not sure what the go with Dom Sheet is. There's no information there. But like Yo says three weeks. Um, Nick Nat is just a huge question mark. Yeah. Um, Liam Ryan's a bit of a question mark. They just don't have... You almost forget Nick Nat exists at this point. Right? Yeah. They've got quite a few guys that have got four weeks listed on the injury thing as well. So I just... Yeah. They have um, 17 of their 44 on the injury list. I've got 26 available to train. It's enormous. It's just disgusting, man. Yeah. If that makes sense. I haven't done the maths, but yeah, that's what I heard. I think there's 26 available at training. 26 plus 17 is definitely 44. Okay. Got it right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I think North might finish bottom. Did you happen to see Kane Corns? Absolutely scorch North Melbourne on the side. I show. can't remember seeing someone scorch a footy side as hard as that. That was alarmingly harsh, but fair because fair. the vision was putrid, Bob. The vision was very bad. And that and, Cam Zerha one, dude. Oh, I mean, and when he goes, far this out. is what was it, three or four minutes into, Two minutes the, game? into the game? That Cam Zerha one. And I was yeah. like, oh, man. Dude, he's yeah. jogging and then he just swipes one arm out. What, the, what are you doing? Like, you didn't even turn up to work, mate. Are you a bull or are you an absolute poser? Because mm. right then and there, you are full of shit. You're a f- you're, you are a fraud. <laughs> that is fraudulent football. Ooh. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Adjective. Yeah, fraudulent yeah, Fraudulent yeah. football. Oh, this, guy, this guy's been compared to Jake Stringer, Dustin Martin. Oh, he's a young Dustin Martin. You know, and he, yeah, and he, and yeah, he, and he bullies sides around the same mark as them. But when it comes to these games, where is he and where's the effort? It's just not there. Supposed to be a leader. Wasn't happy there last year. Resigned because of Clarko. Showing nothing. So Kind of held the club hostage a little bit yes. with that contract as yeah, well. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if you don't get Clarko, I'm gone. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there was yep. a, there's an arrogance about, I suppose, his position in the game Yeah, where your performance needs to stack up. Yep. It doesn't – you don't have to rip the game apart every week, but you can't have vision. You can't have that. that. No, no, no. You know, Jaden Stevenson. Disinterested. Yeah, but we know. We know. Yeah. We know what he's like. Yeah. Um, I don't know what it is about that kid either. Obviously, had had plenty of talent. Yeah. I did feel for him though. Razor Ray wanted some spotlight and gave him a 50-meter penalty and then gave him an extra one. And then as soon as Jaden Stevenson wanted to have an amicable conversation about it, he, 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 he looked away and he put his hand up and walked off and directed him to the other umpire. And I'm just like, Razor Ray, you are a fuckwit of the highest order. Because that was it was all about him that yeah. moment. He'll have those moments. Yeah, yeah. 
Hence why he never gets a grand final, Bob. Hence why. Uh, yeah, I'd, that's the concern, right? He thinks it's yeah. about him. But um, I actually don't think he's a terrible umpire. No, no, no. I, I, I just don't like the way he goes about it. Yeah. yeah. He, he adds a bit of something to the game, but those things in particular, you're yeah. right. Like he does have a bit of a history of that. Yeah. Pretty frustrating. Um, especially, I still, I still love the, I still love the, <laughs> when he told Sean Grigg to calm down. That was gold. Calm down. Oh, calm down. We we don't talk to one another like that. <laughs> How do you think Razor, Razor um, actually does he? Someone does he play like local footy as well? Play? He's, I think he used to. Maybe. Or recently did. Yeah. What do you reckon? I mean, say we were, we'd pulled the boots on. Oh, there'd be a fair bit of on a Saturday descent. afternoon, and it's like. There's Razor Ray. <laughs> he's wearing number two and he's out there in the forward pocket. I'd be like... Are you thinking a bit of head-high contact, a bit of descent? Oh, it'd be a, we'd be <laughs> testing the concussion protocols of the EFL. Yeah. I would have thought. <laughs> um, as, he's, as he's getting knocked out. Too long yeah. in the tackle. Yeah. Shut up, midget. Um, I don't want to... Oh, I'm sure our listeners don't want us to bang on about a 90-point drubbing one-way traffic game, but... Hats off to Melbourne. They didn't stop. You they, said if they were in a mood, and they were. They were, mm. and they used it. They used it as a. Um, they used it as a percentage pile on, and uh, fill up. But uh, stuck to the way they want to play. Yeah, and yeah, North obviously enabled them to do so so beautifully. Mm. But um, yeah, four quarter effort. They didn't even. They didn't even think about slowing down. I, that's the vibe I got. And uh, I respect that. Yep. Like, yeah, no matter who it is, what it is, we, we're, we're just going to play four quarters. Because it's an, at the end of the day, it's an AFL game and mm. they need to win it. And um, just the way, they, the way they, they just put the foot on the pedal for four quarters was pretty admirable. Because a lot of teams in those situations, when they know they've got the four points at the 10-minute mark of the first quarter, sort of just cool, cool the Jets a bit. And I must admit, I thought... Experiment. Yeah, I thought there was a moment just at the a few minutes towards the end of the third and the start of the fourth where I thought that they took the foot off a little bit. Yeah. But North weren't prepared to do anything. No, no. So, yeah, it just was a one-way traffic, a open training session. Yeah. Nothing short of. Yeah. Where, where was everyone? I mean, you've got a club on your knees that need your support. Well, we know they don't turn up. They don't turn up. Melbourne supporters. But you've got you've got a team that's in their most successful window in sixty years, and they're not showing up. How many people were there? Twenty nine thousand. Oh, gross. Yeah, man. Is it on the AFL app? That's the question. I heard it on the radio. It is. It is twenty nine thousand four hundred and fifty five. That's pathetic, mate. Yeah. Do you know what's not pathetic? So I was at the pub before pregame Hawthorne Dogs. And I was speaking to the pub owner or manager. Publican. Yeah, publican. Speaking to the publican. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Nixon. Um, yeah, just below Marvel Stadium. The hefty fella. Yeah. Yeah. That looks like Kenny. And he goes, oh, look, mate, oh, Hawthorne Dogs situation at both sides. You know, we'd, we'd, hope, we'd hope for 25,000 here today and get a few people through our doors and blah, blah, blah. 40,000. That's a pretty decent turn up for a club that are full of fair-weathered supporters, Hawthorne. Yeah, and um, I suppose we we rolled up for we rolled up for Bonds two hundred, I suppose, and you know the, but the four thirty five time slot's not extremely popular, considering the amount of people that play community footy. So 
and community other sports and stuff like that. So I thought forty thousand was. So I said to him, I said, oh, 30 today. So yeah, forty thousand, pretty good turnout compared to. I mean, that Saturday night one was. That's a disgrace, really. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so last yeah. last thing on the Melbourne North Melbourne game, you know, it was a disgrace. I want to see Charlie Combin's leg looking yep. like a fucking packed apart temple. Yeah, yeah. Show me the vision for God's sake. They don't do it. And they Why? will never do it again. Why? I don't know. I don't know. But, oh. I mean, the Nathan Brown one was 20 years ago and we can't... We, we, but I don't understand. It's choose your angle on the footage for that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. Um, but they're like, oh, it's so graphic. I'm like, did he lose the foot? Yeah. Like, what do you mean graphic? He's broken his leg. Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. Like we can see that. Yeah, it's totally okay. So I, I I found footage of it. Have you seen it? No, no. So I found footage. It's zoomed out, but it's enough footage to see how fucked it was. It just falls apart, right? That's yeah, what it was I'm Jeremy Howe's arm, but a leg, pretty much. Yeah, it was nasty. Yeah, yeah. Season over. Yeah, no of course. way. He's coming back from that, and he's a horse. Yeah, it's lucky they didn't pull the tent around him and pull the trigger. Yeah, fucking would have thought about it. He was probably hoping for it backstage. <laughs> Lying on the ground, looking oh, at a fucking leg in four pieces and looking fuck. at his North Melbourne jumper and just end it now. Yeah. <laughs> Can't get lower than this. Yeah. I might just go and play country footy next year. <laughs> Take a fucking $80,000 sign-on fee. Yeah. And kick 10 goals for the year. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but um, more importantly, Bob, uh, what impressed you the most this weekend? Who? Um, probably Port. Port, yeah. Not that I mean, I was already... Sort of in their corner. I have them. I had them as a finalist. Yeah. All year, uh, yep. including the preseason. Thought Brisbane was pretty clinical, but I guess Port. Yeah. Um, their record at Marvel. We were saying before, Unbe- we... unbeknownst to most of us. Jesus Christ! <laughs> Sportsbet didn't tell you that, did nah, they? Nah. Like you can put this multi down on St Kilda. Go for it, dickhead. Yeah. Took my donation, but. Um, yeah, I had a one to thirty nine. Yeah. Thought it was safe at one point, but St Kilda haven't. I mean, they haven't hasn't changed my opinion nah. of them that either. Um, Josh Battle don't come Monday. I'm sure he didn't rock up to work today. Well, yeah, look, I'm not a couple fan. of errors. I'm, I'm not a Josh Battle fan. Yeah. I don't think he's a bona fide defender. I just think they were they were working with what they had yeah. a couple of years ago because he was a midfielder. Yeah, and they're like, well, you're no good at that. Yeah, let's put you out here and see. But they, it was just a personnel issue, and now he's been there for a few years. He's Got experience, yeah. And who else are they going to use? Well, that's it. Yeah, there's not there's not a ton of depth there. Like there was a time where Jimmy Webster couldn't get a game. Yeah. Um, Dylan Robin and ruined his. Oh, he didn't ruin his career. Concussion ruined his career. Yeah, but he was, Which he was, was very a solid unlucky. footballer. He was a good footballer. Yeah, it's been a couple of those. He was in the same bracket as was it Nathan Grimmer, Grimer, Grimer. Yep. yep. Yeah. Oh he's yeah. Back. Yeah. He, Is it Nathan? Debilitating. Yeah, 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 yeah. He played yeah. like 175 games in a row yeah. without injury, and then his back was just and then it was cooked. Cooked, was handy defender as well. Yeah. So yeah, there's a there's yeah, a... famous famous for um, kicking his first AFL goal in like 163 games, and there was dude. It looked like the crowd wanted to run on and get around him. Like it was a massive moment for them. Mm. In an exciting time for their club, they were like compete. They were contending at that point. They were. Yeah, they certainly. Um, were. Who's another footballer around the same? Um, Tom Langdon, Collingwood. Super talented. Yeah, true. Um, degenerative knee. Mm-hmm. Ruined his career, so. Um, now he dresses up like, I don't know. He dressed, dude, I saw him in the Melbourne rooms hanging out with his brother and Brody Grundy. Yeah. And he looked like he'd just been to like a Harry Potter convention. He looked ridiculous, man. Or a Fitzroy <laughs> garage party, one or the other. What does that even mean? 
Just wearing a cape and corduroy pants. Yes, and a scarf that just did not suit the outfit. <laughs> yeah. A Harry Potter convention or yeah. a Fitzroy garage yeah. party. And carrying his vinyl collection of the flaming lips. <laughs> <laughs> this is a Strokes bootleg yeah. B-side. Yeah, yeah. okay. Right the Strokes. <laughs> oh, sure it is. Love that band. Moving on. Uh, Port. <laughs> You and I, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll quickly just interrupt you by saying that you and I are well known for speaking about our admiration and enjoyment of Ken Hinckley. We, we quite like the man. Yep. I, lo- I just love his passion, mate. That so- when, they, when they knew they'd won, there was about 17 seconds Oh, yeah, he left. starts hugging everyone. And- hugging everyone. The siren goes and you can almost see a vein pierce his jacket with how tense his arms are and, and just... You could sit, you could you could you can't hear him, but you you can you can hear how loud that that <laughs> would have been. Like mm. he's just so passionate, he cares so much, and I feel for the man because he 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 obviously still feels like he's coaching for his life still, and um, that or he loves footy, man, loves his team, oh, both, which both. is I think what most that's when coaches are in their sweet spot. Let's call it like their third year at a club. Yeah. That can last for quite some time. Mm. I'm sure Chris Scott still feels that way. Dude, I mean, look at Craig McRae last night. The passion. Unbelievable. Yeah, he's new. He is new. Yeah, second year. He's new. So and that's like the 17th fucking time they've done that. <laughs> Mate, it's getting... Yeah. It's getting... They're 19... Oh, it's getting it, annoying. It is... Last night was annoying. Mm. 20 seconds. It was annoying because Adelaide kicked themselves out yeah. of that game. Isaac I un- Rankin won at the end, man. Yeah. I understand uh, them beating us. Oh, third quarter? Third quarter. I understand them beating us. We took our foot off and we ran out of legs. That Adelaide team hadn't run out of legs. Nah. But they kicked themselves out of that game in almost every quarter. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they could have iced it. In the first quarter, they could have iced that game. It would have been 40 plus. Yeah. And it's just game over at that point. Yeah. But anyway. Which did the tips no good because did you tip Adelaide in the end? I might have. Might have. Yeah, yeah. I think I went. Yeah, yeah, I think I did. Yeah. I can't even remember. Um, oh, not to backtrack too much, but was there any final points you wanted to reel off about Port Adelaide? You'll have a backtrack. <laughs> no, I just think that they've, they've got their good players. Yeah. And when they put them in the right positions, I mean, a vintage boat game was something that they have been missing for quite some time. Oh, that was special. So yeah. they've, they've had... I had him 15 or more and I wasn't even sure if he'd get there. Right. At the moment. Yeah. At this stage of his career. He's had a couple like 18 like touch games. Yeah. Yeah, 30 and a goal was pretty impressive. Yeah. Horn Francis. Um, I like the... Was it Kenny? Or someone was like, if you're going to boo him. Yeah. It obviously doesn't work. Yeah. And I was like, good. Yeah. Good for him, young fella. And it, this is... I said it last week. It needs to stop, mate. That was... It's just ridiculous. Can't be booing second year players. That's... Nah. It's a little bit crazy. I know Ginevan copped it, but it's not. Jason Horn Francis isn't flopping around He's not everywhere asking begging for, for a free no, kick. No. Yeah. So Ginevan was like, come on, then. That's yeah. it. There's inciting it, and then there's just suffering it. Yeah. And, and then he Horn goes Francis and dyes his hair blonde. Was, he, yeah, yeah. He did like, a lot. He does shit. There yeah. was a lot of shit. Yeah. Um, apparently, Kane Corns is responsible for all of it. Yeah. If you listen to David, David King. King, yeah. Yeah. Sook. But. Port, I just thought that a Boke game lining up with a Horn Francis game, that's something really important that they need. Lysette was better than what he's been before. Mm. So they just had their midfield working. When yep. it doesn't work, I mean, we watch them lose finals because their midfield can't work. Mm. 
they need, I honestly think that they're a great midfielder away from maybe being one of the best teams in the comp. Yeah, yeah. They're super close. Yeah. Junior Rioli selling candy, Finlayson, Clunk and Marks, you know, like they've still got, I know Georgiatis is a big out, but they've still got Dixon. They've still got Marshall. They've got a forward line. They're doing this without Orazio Fantasia, mm. who it must be said on face value is a completely failed acquisition. Yeah. One of the most, one of the biggest failed acquisitions of any club in the last few years. Yeah. Would he average like two goals a game for 10 games when he got there? Yeah. And then he cannot stay on the park for no, more than like no. three weeks. No. It's, he should just go to the A-League, mate. He honestly. was, dude, he was like that He's with that us. Soft. <laughs> he'd come in and he'd just do some great things and you'd be like, fuck you, Handy. And then yeah. you just wouldn't see him for six weeks. Yeah. It's not, it's just not worth it. No. Nah. Like let's, let it be someone else's problem. Mm. So they don't need that. They, they can make some list changes still with yep. this unit and be a serious fucking contender going forward, which will pretty much have had their premiership window be about five years long. Yeah. In, well, in my opinion. Breaking news today. Um, they have missed out on who they really wanted, which was Kazai Pickett. He's re-signed for four years at Melbourne. Yeah. So that'll well, take him to free agency, I'm sure. I, or just maybe just before. I, I don't know. know. But um, It'll take him to year seven, which huge, is a smart tactical thing. Huge signing for Melbourne, just for stability in that. I mean, their forward line still needs a bit of tweaking. And... Ben Ruin, just get more games into him. But uh, I think that, I think that they've moved past Tom McDonald. Do their forward nine needs a lot of tweaking? Yeah, oh, it needs more than, yeah. 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 I mean, they're ultimately rotating Ben Brown or Josh Shackey to figure out who their number one spearhead is. Yeah. They've got issues. Yeah. Tom McDonald doesn't have the consistency of being a number two guy. Yeah, well, they've got a Rolls-Royce delivering the football to a Holden Barina. And to be fair, <laughs> this is exactly <laughs> right. Yeah. To an Astra. Yeah. <laughs> you don't even look like you were made here. Oh, you yeah. weren't? All oh, right. Yeah. Um, but they look at the, to, yeah. the guy they let go in Sam Wiedemann just kicked five on the weekend. Yeah. Like he looks lively. He looks like he's- Good game, man. I'm not saying that he's he's going to rip the competition apart or be even a- Weed. I don't even think he'll finish the season as a top 20 key forward. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not trying to pump him up more than what he's worth, but for them to have let go of him- Yeah. To then just get Josh Shackey. What, oh, no good. What were you guys doing? Did nothing on the weekend. Yeah. I had... Oh, someone commented about Josh Shackey saying, great to see Josh Shackey getting a go at Melbourne as it seemed he was unfit. Something about overlooked at the dogs. And I said, oh, it's all good, mate. We only gave him 45 chances. I looked up how many games he played for us. Yeah. 45 games. And it's probably like... Th That's more than enough. And it was like 12 in defense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were trying you in different positions. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we followed that pretty closely. Yeah. Because we were we were giving it to him, yeah, and then you but know he, he deserved. Bevo tried him in, yeah, reverse cowgirl, and it didn't work out, and off he went. So, yeah, gave him the Liam Jones treatment. Essentially, <laughs> it's like you are a shit forward. Yeah, maybe you can do it down the other end. Oh no, you can't. No. Yeah, no, no. Um, um, <laughs> reverse cowgirl. Strange. Uh, back to well, Travis Boak and Jason on Francis. I've just thought of a generational switch. I don't know if this is that accurate, but Scott Thompson of Adelaide, when he was nearly winning Brownlows, mm -hmm. and a 23-year-old, 22, 23-year-old Patrick Dangerfield, yep. they were beautiful together. Yeah. One was the older statesman and one was the new shiny thing, shiny toy. Yep, and very that, cool. They were amazing. So maybe Boak and Fran Horn Francis have this little thing going for maybe the next 10 weeks before Boak does a calf and that's it. But well, he's had, he's <laughs> had some average games. <laughs> 
And Horn Francis has had some inconsistent And that's no disrespect. Boke's one of my favourite non-Bulldogs of what... I, I love the way he goes about it. I think he's a terrific leader and a, a, a fiercely and sort of almost ridiculously too loyal footballer as well. When he had many chances to go home to Geelong, he said no. He was the one that said no. Yeah. So... He's yeah. got integrity, mate. Yeah. You're not yeah. going to take that dirty fucking brown paper bag money. Yeah. Well, here's you your know. free dairy farm. Yeah. Yeah, he wasn't interested. Nah. He said, I'll take my uh, three bedroom, three bedroom of normal block in Westlakes or wherever the fuck he lives, <laughs> Glenelg. Some shit heap in Adelaide. I don't even know what the nice suburb of Adelaide is. No. Tell you the truth. I've been on Hindley Street. That was an experience. That's not nice. No. He said nice. Nice. Yeah, no. Glenelg? Maybe. Yeah, but it's like, to be honest, it's almost the same distance as like I don't know. Is that like Sandringham? Yeah. Like it's not. Glen Elg's beautiful. Yeah, well, Seaford isn't, but it looks the same. <laughs> it looks exactly <laughs> the same. Patterson Lakes. <laughs> so you've got a two million dollar home. Yeah, it's in Patterson Lakes. Yeah, mate. yeah. You got to take Cranbourne Road. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> <Glen> hell. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, what was most impressive? What was the most impressive result, I suppose, for you? I think the toss-up is either the Port Adelaide result or the Collingwood result. Yeah. But do you have something other than that? Were you going to say the Giants, maybe? The Giants, for sure. Yeah. They were gone by the looks of it. I didn't really watch it because I was, you know, gearing up for my game. But, um, yeah, as I said to you, I said to you before the potty, look, they put the big screen, um, they put the scores up on the big screen, Sydney led by 18 points, and I was just like, ah, whatever. Well, multi was shot anyway because uh, the lizard decided to crawl under a rock and not come out. Um, and, um, yeah. And then I wasn't privy to it, but I heard this hush come over the stadium once it was a bit fuller. I'm like, oh. I look at the screen. Final score, GWS 107, Sydney 106. Mm. And then, um, yeah, um, saw Toby Green's heroics and, um, yeah, remarkable performance. Yeah, he's great. And, um that's a huge win for them. That's a massive win. And, you know, you won the Brett Kirk medal, um, well-deserved. Um, and I believe he got maximum coaches' votes. He did. So, yeah. What does it mean for Sydney? They're in massive trouble, Bob. Yeah. I, I don't I, know about massive. Yeah. They're in trouble. They're, they're um, massive. Yeah, sack horse. <laughs> I mean, they've got a ton of outs. No, I say massive trouble for the for the interim part of this season. I think, I think, they're, I think, I think there's... There's going to come a time where I feel like they're just going to have to maybe scratch their way back from a fair way back. Collingwood this week's not going to help them. No, no. Not at all. They got a couple of softies after that, but yeah. they got Buddy back yeah. and Tom McCartan. So this lack of key position players, you got you got bookends back. Yeah. And then basically coughed up that game. It's not to be expected. So, yeah. They're a tough one for me, Sydney. Well, who's their guy? Who's the follow me guy? Who's who's the Bontempelli? Who's the Crips? Who's the Neil? Who's the Well, it should be Luke Parker, but we yeah. spoke about him. It's not it's not really Luke Parker. I yeah. think I think it's Isaac Heaney. Yeah. But well, where is he? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the Is he being utilized well enough? You know how you know how they get they inject Tom Papley into the game, they throw him into center bounces and he and he does really well. Should there be more centre bounce attendances from Isaac Heaney going forward? Well, I tell you what, I don't think it's Errol Gordon or Chad Warner. No. I know that they're, then, 
I'm not saying that they're bad players, but they're, they're clearly talented. They're not the follow me guys, but they're still inexperienced. Yeah, at the level they're in the Bailey Smith, Connor Rosie, those yeah. brackets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one's considering them born leaders. Yeah, like I'm taking Zach Butters over them straight away, right now. So it's yeah, it's sort of hard for me to say. Although Luke Parker had 33 in a goal. Yeah, it's one of his biggest games for a while. Mm. So it's pretty impressive. Um, Will Haywood was pretty pretty good as a stay at home forward, but yeah, Isaac Heaney, just the one behind, is um, not really what you're looking for. Yeah, it, but, but, it was Callum Mills last year. Yeah, what's happened with that? Don't know. Is it? Can he not Quite be a perplexed. midfielder anymore? I mean, you you finished way higher on the ladder than people expected, and Callum Mills was a all Australian. Yes. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty yeah. sure he was. Yeah. Maybe even was he a vice captain? Maybe. Let me. Oh, geez, let, I can't remember. While, while you chat, I'll do a bit of history. But he was just sensational as a leader, and he was he'd gone from a defender to a halfback defender, uh, to like a ball using halfback to then a midfielder, which is the transition young guys make. Yeah. And we're all told last year he was always going to be a midfielder. He's done his apprenticeship. Horse is happy, and now I just can't see it. Yeah. Last year it was bleedingly obvious that this guy was on track to be one of their generals in the middle. Yeah. And now that's gone because it looks like Gordon maybe kicks the ball slightly better and Chad Warner has a tiny bit more pace. I just yeah. don't understand that. Yeah. All Australian winger last year. Right. No leadership role. Captain was Tom Hawkins, vice captain Paddy Cripps. Tom Hawkins, get yeah. fucked. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's a ridiculous. Yeah. Remember when Buddy was captain? Oh, mate, you should see his wife's Instagram. He wouldn't be the captain at home. <laughs> she runs. She runs the farm, brother. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not surprised. Yeah. He, and he just gets to milk occasionally. <laughs> yeah, I'd milk her. I'm sure, you would. Something better. <laughs> At this point in your life, gorgeous woman, bloody anything. Yeah. Two balloons with nipples on them. You have a crack. <laughs> anyway, moving forward. Um, yeah, I just when I say massive trouble for Sydney, I, I mean massive trouble in the grand scheme of like, they, they, um, they got demoralized by Melbourne. They got demoralized again by Geelong, albeit they had fuck all at their disposal. Camp Callum Mills had to play on the Tomahawk. Mm-hmm. Um, but their three wins of the year came against, you know, three of the bottom five. Yeah. Um, yeah. 10 goal loss to Melbourne, 15 goal loss to Geelong. Um, I just, I say massive trouble because I think they are in massive trouble when they come up against, I mean, they're coming up against Collingwood. I think, I think they're in real strife. Yeah. Really? Their only impressive win. Impressive. Yeah. Has been Richmond. Yeah. And now that we've watched them lose five in a row. Yes. Who fucking cares about that? Yeah. 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 Like I'm, I'm looking ahead to Dreamtime being like, I can pencil that one in for four points. That's how I feel right now. Oh, you'll beat them. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Don't get me wrong, man. You will beat Richmond this year. I was like, geez, we've got some tough games. Like we've still got Port. Then we've got Brisbane. I'm like, geez, this is real tough. Richmond are in in massive trouble. Yeah, I was like, oh, we've got a winnable game in three weeks. That's nice. Yeah. Richmond, Bob. Mm. I've got an open question for you. Yeah. Damien Hardwick's out of contract at the end of next season, Mm -hmm. as is Dustin Martin. Their first pick in this year's draft, pick 21, because they traded it all for Torino and Hopper. Yeah. If you're Richmond... Are you thinking about trading Dustin Martin at the end of the year? No. Well, he's not the first person I would trade. No. But I would. it's time to blow it up. Yeah. yeah. It's well and truly time. But I this think is, it's time for Dustin Martin to go, hey, I could go to a contender, maybe. Mm-hmm. And feel, dude, Sydney. Go to Sydney. Be the guy. Yeah, there's a number of places he could go. I mean, 17, really. Yeah. yeah. 
I think so. There, there really is. Oh, any team would take Dustin Martin, man. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I'd have him in a heartbeat. Yeah. yeah, it's whether you can afford or would be happy to afford the money. But here's the question: What's he worth? That's that's the real big question. What do you here. think he's worth? I st- I still think he's worth a fair bit. <laughs> Thanks for that yeah. precise fucking analysis. Yeah. How much? <laughs> How much money wise? Yeah. Oh, eight hundred. Fuck, he's going to be thirty-two. He hasn't it hasn't been worth eight hundred for two years. You don't think so? Surely, there's no. I don't know. I don't know anyone that could argue that he's an eight hundred thousand dollar player right now. Well, he's not now. No, but I still. I, I still think. I, don't no, think, I still he was think clubs will pay that for him. And I don't club, really clubs, think he was clubs always pay overs. Clubs. That's what you'll have to pay to get him out. Yeah, but that's not what he's worth. Six fifty seven. Is that the range you're looking at? I I think he's only like a. No, oh, tough minute. If they published contracts, if they actually published it, then we'd probably have a, a slightly better, better idea. idea of the market yeah. value. Well, it'd, be, it'd still be on 1.1, wouldn't he? Yeah, he'd be on something ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, it'll be seven figures. That's absolutely certain. But yeah, okay. 800 is probably what you'd have to offer. But how many years would you have to offer to get him out? Three. You reckon that's all it would take? I reckon Richmond will offer him 800 for three. Yeah. Okay. But the thing is, if he walks as a free agent, mm. they get first round compensation. Yeah. So they're almost in a better position to just have him stay. No, 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 no. He oh, should no. leave. Oh, he should leave. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, he'll okay. they'll get a middle of the first round compensation if he fucks off yeah. as a free agent. So I don't know. They're gonna end up getting at least pick nine for him. Mm. But yeah, if you could facilitate a trade, they should facilitate a trade. That's for damn sure. They'll get at least two first round picks. Yeah. But I'm just not sure. Who's the guy you're trading then? Who's who, who's the first player that comes to mind that you're trading for maximum value out of Richmond? Um, because they're going to have to blow it up. Yeah, they're going to have anywhere. to blow it up. Yeah. So anyone that you that might be slightly surplus to your needs that you can get a late first round pick for, I would have thought Dion Prestia. Yep. You can do that with. Definitely. Yep. Fuck! You can't trade. I'm just. They just don't have enough A graders. No. They don't have a spare whatsoever. Like, What are you getting for Liam Baker? Liam Baker, you're getting a first-round draft yeah, pick. Yeah, because he's shown more than enough to me. I think yeah. I think you're getting a first-round draft pick, but this is where if you're a shrewd recruiter, you might, you might decide yeah. that it's the system that makes him look like that. I don't think you're getting a first-round draft pick for Jaden Short. I think the only guys that you'd definitely get one for... Daniel Rioli, Tom Lynch, you'd get a bag of them. Dustin Martin, you'd get a whole bunch. Yeah. Noah Bolter, you'd probably get one. Yep. I don't, I'm not sure if he's worth the same, mm. yeah, but yeah. I think you'd get one because yep. they're rare, yep. those types of guys. Yeah, but, yeah, swing man. But the list drops off pretty fast, man. It does. And so that's, that's the, pro- that's you the can't problem. Tra- you can't trade Jack Rewell. No. It's, he's not worth anything. No. Because he might as well retire. So. And he will. Dylan Grimes, same boat yeah. for me. Yeah, yeah. And obviously, yeah. even when Robbie Tarrant's fit, same boat. Yeah. He's not worth anything. He's no. too old. Nick Vlosten? Nick Vlosten's a fucking gun. Yeah, man. He's, he's awesome, dude. I love Nick Vlosten. Yeah, so do I. But, you know, that's a guy who has worked out. Like, I'm, I'm not sure what you pay him, yeah. but I'm guessing it's not that much. Well, he's, there, he's been there, Grant Virgil. So you should hold on to him because he's probably only on... It, it, you'd probably be surprised how little money he's on, to tell you the truth. Yeah, he's probably only on 500. Might be less. Maybe 450. Yeah. yeah. And he was... Was he pick five? He was like a top 10 pick. Yeah. Or something. And straight into that back pocket, never really left mm. that, well, maybe a half back for a period of time, but 
He, re- he hasn't shifted out of that D50 at all for his career and yeah. been very reliable. And last year, at the start of the year, I remember saying that he was maybe the best defender in the game in the first like six or seven yeah. rounds. He was fucking sensational. Yeah. So the guy's got a lot to offer. At yeah, a, I, th- I think Brisbane should go after him. At that Dane, Zork- Dane Zorko, Daniel Rich on the, you know, near the end. Yeah, that's true. Nick Vlosten would be the guy for me. Yeah, but you them, just you definitely... Off he'd want to have to want to leave. Yeah. Because the value he provides for his price point... Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to replace They're the first that. team that just popped into my head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dusty, where's a good home for Dusty? Well, there's a lot of places. I mean, if you're a, if you're a cellar dweller that's looking down the barrel of a long rebuild, that's not the right option. No. Because you're going to waste cap space on someone who won't be there when you're challenging again. Mm. Um, you could mount a case for Frio. Yeah. Certainly, they, they need more firepower. The five forward thing hasn't worked. It could probably justify trading Fife if you were going to get Dusty. Mm. Keep the fans happy. St. Kilda? St. Kilda will fucking take anyone, dude. They took an alcoholic that couldn't run and paid him 800000 Yeah, yeah, that's my point. They'll take anyone. Yeah. Um, speaking of alcoholics that can't run, if anyone's offering up 800000 a year, <laughs> <laughs> just hit me up. <laughs> but I, I think... St. Kilda get brought up in, in everything because they're a contender now. I just don't know the, the scope of their, their list, their financial profile yeah. of their list anymore. But I'm, I'm not sure it's in great shape. Certainly improved. Definitely improved. Yeah. But I'm not sure it's in great shape. So, I mean, they were on their knees when they were paying him that much. Maybe, I'm trying to think who I'm forgetting about, but maybe they, did they... Paddy Ryder would have been on a fair quid. Paddy Ryder, okay, yeah. they've let go of some, but you know there'll be contracts coming up that they have to pay. Yeah, and they'll have to. Max pay. King will definitely be one of them, right? Yeah. And they'll have to pay extra. And if you want to leave the door open, if if they're set on this, fairy... Max King will never leave St Kilda. So no, no, no. no. But if they're set but on this got fairy tale of yeah. Ben King, yeah, then you've got to have the one point two sitting there. Yeah, spendable. Mm. And the concept of spending eight hundred thousand on Dusty is not a smart decision if you genuinely think you can get Ben King. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Um, I think Frio. They they're lacking a. They don't have yep. a key forward. Yep. It might take them a while for Jaya Miss to come along. Mm. But last year they were a far better team, and this year they lack scoring power. And Dusty, just as a half forward who sometimes hits up in the middle, why not? Yeah. They need senior bodies, but would he want to go to WA? Probably not. He'll come back like Ben Cousins, man. Yeah. Come back to Richmond and being like. Yeah, got my life together again. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> sure you do, bro. Yeah, yeah. It's a matter of time before you go fucking zen out in the military base garden again, champ. Yeah. That sounds like so much fun. Yeah, man. Oh. Without eyebrows as well. Like, <laughs> I'll take two bags of whatever he just had, thanks. <laughs> Fuck yes. Oh, Jesus. Your game, Bob. Um, Tom Hawkins kicked eight. Yeah. Career best. Mm-hmm. I was surprised by that. Yeah. He's kicked a lot of sevens. I remember he's kicked a few sevens. Yeah. Well, he's, an, he's a vintage footballer in the modern era, so it just doesn't happen that often. But then we watched Charlie Curnow do what he did. So Tom Hawkins got a, a very lovely mismatch. Yeah. And pre-game, I was like, Jesus, if if one of those boys, um, without Laverde, because we've still got a couple of injuries to anyone. Like, yeah. So James Stewart, who I'm not saying is good, but at least he's an older, thick yeah, yeah. body who yeah. we could have bought. He's injured. The next young backup defender is injured. So we actually don't have replacement tall keepers. Lacks in girth. The moment. 
Yeah. Yeah. And Zerk Thatcher was just. Yeah. Zerk Thatcher. <laughs> I did laugh from the very minimal stuff I did see of your game. I did laugh pregame where often these in the modern day football, they'll have a little handshake and a little, little, little yarn, little laugh just before the siren goes, before the heat of the battle. Um, saw Tomahawk having a bit of a chit chat and a laugh with Brendan Zerk Thatcher. Maybe giving the young lad a bit of a like a, hey, you've been going well, not today sort of banter, blah, blah, blah. Um, was, oh, Isaac Smith and Dylan Shearer were looking like they were about to have a cookie and, and, a, and a cup of coffee. They were enjoying each other's company. <laughs> Dude, then the camera pans to Mark O'Connor and Zach Merritt <laughs> nearly fucking punching each other's lights out. I love it. Like O'Connor just went straight up to Merritt and goes, I'm going to hang around with you and you're going to hate it because – I'm an average footballer, but I can run. <laughs> and Zach Merritt, yeah, I just loved it. They were just, yeah, play fighting. And they, they didn't look like they exchanged any niceties. So, yeah, I do like the uh, correlation of that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, explain. You weren't very happy with the adjudications of some rules that weren't um, – that, that sort of had the day off. Look, I was filthy <laughs> in the first quarter because yeah, I was like, yeah. they're about to put this massive lead on us. Yeah. And yeah, they, and normally their lead you can't get back against Geelong, right? Yeah, and they were just getting the rub of the green. I, actually, do you want to? We're we're putting up for auction the farmers game. So it's a minnow club with no marquee games. How would you like to have the farmers game, mate? <laughs> it's fucking for sale. Yeah, because I want to play him at Marvel. Yeah, fuck playing him at the MC. We have to play him again at GMHBA. Yeah, like get absolutely fucked. Yeah, I don't know if we do. I, I, I can't remember if we spoke about it on the potty or just you know have any yarn, but. You're the only massive club that has to play there. Collingwood and Richmond probably haven't played there since the early 90s. Yeah, I Unless don't know it's why. it's a pre-season we're... practice game. Yeah, I don't even think we should have to play them twice to tell you yeah. the truth. You and Carlton have to go down there. That's that's absurd. It is a bit absurd. You're two massive clubs right. that so have we... every right not to go down as much as Collingwood and Richmond. Yeah, but we're not allowed to host the Farmers game at Marvel. No. Because of crowd It's a fucking numbers. Farmers game, mate. You should hold it in nil or Horsham. <laughs> it should be played in the country. Actually, I wouldn't mind that. It'd be great. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. mind it. First in, best dressed. We can get 10,000 people in. Yeah. But it's a country game and we're celebrating country. Well, you'll get just as many as will be able to fill out GMHBA. Yeah. 23,000. And I heard them described country. as rural all of a sudden last week. So, <laughs> it's all good. Yeah, Geelong, the rural club. <laughs> it's 45 minutes. It's a massive town, Geelong, if anyone's ever been there. There's several it's hundred huge. thousand people there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not exactly known for its pastures. Yeah. yeah, there's no Westfield in fucking Horsham. Is there even a John Deere trader? Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. No, but there's a Westfield. So, my goodness. <laughs> no, look. Um, oh dear. Yeah, I didn't think the umpiring was great in the first quarter, but it just added to a lead that I knew that we weren't going to claw back. Yeah, yeah. Um, not many do against the Cats. They hold their leads. Nah. So a couple of those Tomahawk goals were pretty cheap. So it was four in the first quarter, and then four for the rest of the game. So we fixed up what we needed to. Yeah. In a sense, in terms of defending him, um, but yeah, he just got he just got a matchup that um, worked in his favour, and we mm. couldn't do much about. Whereas Cameron was still good, yeah, but didn't rip us apart, no, because that matchup actually like Ridley on Cameron works a yep. little bit better. Now Ridley's a good player, man. Yeah, yeah. really solid. Yeah, he's handy. I yeah. mean, that's that's as good as you can. Obviously, keeping Jeremy Cameron goalless is very optimistic. So to hold him to just a couple's fine. Yeah, has uh, as much integrity off the field too. He's doing well. Far out. Ridley. Riddles? Yeah. Oh, I have no idea. Little riddles at home. Be a nice little cuddle. <laughs> that sounds fucking creepy. It's the point. That would be a nice cuddle. 
Bro. No, I'm not saying it'd be a nice cuddle for me. I'm married and happily in love, but for him, yeah, he's doing quite well. For him, as you gaze off into the distance, thinking yeah. about yourself in this scenario. Yeah. <laughs> um, what else about the game? Well, they were tougher around the footy, especially at the first whole quarter. Yeah. That first whole quarter was total domination. I love I must say, I love it. Patrick Dangerfield, first clearance of the game. Great clearance. Gets the ball back. Intercept. Oh, and his first intercept. This is a huge start for Dangerfield. Kicks it straight to Darcy Parrish yeah. in, an, in an acre of yeah. space. Yeah. Yeah. Terrible. <laughs> Terrible kick. <laughs> Darcy Parrish go. oh, thanks, bro. Mm. Thanks, man. We'll be teammates next year, so it's good practice. Yeah, couldn't have gone. I'm joking. Couldn't have, <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> no, we don't need danger. Yeah. Okay. Darcy doesn't want to farm, so it's all good. Um, but we, we don't need danger. Well played. <laughs> nice. We uh, <laughs> <laughs> you love danger for a year. <laughs> um, well, you don't need him. I suppose so, but, but so, you love him. Okay, so that was the first game this year where we genuinely have thrown Jake Stringer into the middle for the whole game. Yeah, I, was, I saw one of his goals. Oh, vintage package. Yeah, yeah. It was he was the package yesterday, man. And yeah, and there's there's no one that can say otherwise. If Dustin Martin did. What Jake Stringer, what Jake Stringer did. just yeah. did on the weekend yeah. at any point to start this year. Yeah. They would be saying that Dusty's back and is one of back to being one of the best yeah. players. He had 26 touches. Yep. Four goals won. 20 contested possessions. It's huge, man. It's a massive game of footy. It's pretty enormous, right? Yeah. He also had 11 clearances. <laughs> and six inside 50. So, yeah. yeah, that's... It's a massive game, man. It but was better not, than Dangerfield's game. But he's not fit and he's just not interested. He cops it, right? Yeah, he yeah. does. He's not super lovable, but when he turns it on, he's super impactful and there's few that can match it with him Yeah, when he's that big. So, yes, it would be nice to... You know what I'd like? I just... I don't want Patrick Dangerfield. Oh. I want Jake Stringer with Patrick Dangerfield's dedication. Yeah. To his yeah. body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all I need. Yeah. And then I'm going to get that most weeks. Yeah. More than what Danger can churn out. Yeah. In the back end of his career, I would have thought. Yeah, 100%. But anyway, enough about our game. They were better than us, but we mixed it with them for a while. It's a, it's like the third week in a row where I've had to say I'm not um, um, not too disheartened by the loss. Yeah. But it's yet another game where a team has put a run on us. Yeah. So this time it was at the start of the game. Last The week before it was at the end. The St. Kilda game was at the start and the end. So we're figuring some shit out. But I think our... Our coaching's good though, man. Yeah, it is. He's yeah, making yeah. changes. Yeah, um, Scotty. Yeah, we we got the best of the Scott brothers. I'm pretty yeah. sure. <laughs> well, mostly because he happily smashed David King, which makes him the best of the Scott brothers. But that's a great moment in time in footy time, isn't it? Yeah, it was amazing. Well, David King was one of the architects of his demise. Yeah. Oh, is Brad the man? Is Brad the man? When Brad was like, guys, we need a fucking rebuild here. Yeah. We're in trouble. Yeah. I didn't fuck this up. You guys fucked this up. Yeah. You guys fucked yeah. this up and I've been doing what I can with it, which yeah. is getting you, getting us to prelims. Clearly weren't listening to him. Oh, it's obvious. Ferrito, Ferrito, Petrie, Del Santo, Boomer. Boomer in the same off season. What are you thinking? Crazy. Crazy. He might've yeah. had a hand. Ferrito was ready to go. Yeah. 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 Spud. Yeah. Is a fair enough nickname. Yeah, he'd for been him. a bit of a hack for a yeah. while. Dude, Del Sano and Boomer were still playing really nice. Some, like, they were playing champagne football still. Yeah. Yeah. And the P- Petri needed to. Del stay. Santo looks like he could. That, oh, I mean, Brett and Harvey snapped his leg in four million pieces two weeks ago. Hmm. But up until then, both of them looked like they could still play. Yeah. 
Yeah, they they um, gave away far too much, and yeah, you know their poor list. Ma- we've gone over it yeah, plenty yeah, of yeah. times. Their poor list management. Yeah. Carried drafting. on for years after that. Terrible drafting. And all they did was just sh- shame and blame other coaches that came in yeah. to fill the void after yeah. Brad Scott. Yeah. And they refused to take any accountability pretty much until Clarko said, I might come. Yeah. As long as you kind of get rid of all these fuckwits that have made all these bad decisions yeah. for the last Well, we still years. don't know if Rayshaw can coach and we still don't know if John Noble can coach. Um, John Noble plays for Collingwood. David Noble. <laughs> his dad. Yeah. Yeah, we still don't know if they can coach. No. I mean, we never will. Because they they won't get another go, they've ruined careers. Did they advertise? They've David, ruined careers. They advertised David Noble. Yeah, like he was going to bring a perspective to coaching AFL football that no other man had ever been blessed with. Yeah, when you look at his resume, and then within twenty four months said that he was a cancer. Yeah, and basically cut him out. Yeah, and okay, he didn't have the playing group and blah blah blah. So what your playing group will require the greatest coach of the last 20 years to mm. come and step in in order and for risk them to buy legacy. in order for them to buy yeah. in. And we're at round 7 mm. and they've given up 3 minutes into a game, yeah. 2 minutes into a game. Yeah. This is your playing group. It's yeah. your culture, it's your executive, it's yep. everything but your coach. Yeah. And it has been that way since the day Brad Scott left. Yeah. And they will not fix it. They're or just, admit it. They're just hoping. Yeah. Well, some of them dance around it like, oh, but yes, this, but oh, yes, that. Now, there are plenty of clubs that have built their own grave when it comes to mediocrity. My club's certainly done that. And everyone loves saying it's been X amount of time since whatever. But the James Heard thing was a massive spanner in the works. Mm-hmm. It just cut this timeline in half and meant that we had to stitch it all back together again. And then a playing list whose window had disappeared. By the time we did, it yeah. was over. Yeah, yeah. So that's one thing. Hawthorne dug their own grave. Yep. But they at least did it off the back of four fucking premierships. Yeah, four. A yeah. three-peat. And yeah. they were like, we're going to pay for this down the track. Well, you're paying for it. Yeah. Now they got it wrong from like 2017 yeah. to 2020. Yeah. They got it wrong. Yeah. Very wrong. Yeah. They thought they were still in the window. Richmond are it's doing- where Richmond are. Yeah. Yeah. Richmond yeah. are doing it to themselves right, right now. Right now. Yeah. Mm. And at some point, it'll catch up with Geelong. Yeah. And it will come fast when it does. Yeah. So the only thing about North is they were- And if it doesn't work, man, Toronto and- Or Toronto or Hopper might be at a third club eventually. That's that's very possible. Yeah. Mm. But the thing about North is they didn't have this success. Mm. Sure, you had the prelims and you had some aging whatever, but you everyone still thought that you had talented guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, like- what happened to the career of Daniel Wells? Yeah. Like, where did these guys go? Mm. They just, well, he went to Collingwood. Yeah, but... did nothing. Right? Yeah. But he, he looked like one of the most talented guys in the... It was like, he's up there with Brett Delidio and like... Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Andrew Swallow never got the best out of himself as a whole. No. No. So they prioritised him, made him, his, made him captain. Mm. Made him captain amongst a lot of blokes that should have probably been captain before him. You know? Put Jack Zebel up on this. Uh, Jack Zebel's their Dyson Heppel. Yeah, but I don't, I don't think they know that. No, they don't know that. Don't, you I, know that. Yeah. You know that Dyson Heppel's just Dyson Heppel. He's not a good footballer. No. Yeah, he's too slow. His game style doesn't stack up. But they're both good blokes. I don't care. No, no. That's what they, that, that, <laughs> that's what they, that's, yeah, that's yeah. What they think passes for... Well, Jack Zebel still gets way too much footy. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're two years behind realising what we, we realise about Dyson Heppel. And it's that if you're going to get anywhere, he cannot have a say in how you move the ball out of defence. Yeah. 
and they're still relying on him. Mm. So they're years behind where Essendon are. Yeah. Years, in my opinion. And yeah, I'm not sure if our list is younger than theirs. It's got to be fairly close because I think we're the third youngest list in the comp. Yeah. So good luck, guys. Mm. There's a lot I have to say about that. But yeah, the um, Brad Scott clearly can coach. Yeah. And when he said to them, you need to rebuild, and they disagreed, the only reason they appointed Reshaw was because he said, no, you don't have to. I can do special things with this list. <laughs> Jesus, his special thing was nearly jumping off a bridge. Yeah. So, <laughs> I believe I can oh, fly. Oh, Bob. Yeah, rough. <laughs> no, no, no. I hope he's, do- I hope he's doing well. He is like, doing well. Yeah. I, you know, I can kind of see how he got himself into a mental pickle as well because he's, he promised one thing and then realisation set in that yeah. he'd... he'd misread the situation with inside knowledge. He'd misread the situation and now he was probably in the shit. And then they were scrambling, scrambling to find a new coach. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're like, what the hell happened to this guy? Well, Mm. yeah, it should be like the greatest moment in his life as a, he obviously wanted to be a coach. Yeah. Got appointed a coach. And then I just think, yeah, I just think a massive wave hit him. Yeah. Yeah. And he didn't recover from it properly, but last time I saw it, I think he was, yeah, he was Stewie Jew at the Gold Coast. So, not going all that well up there at times for them either, but yeah. Oh, well, two on the bounce for Gold Coast, so. That's a, yeah. Mm. The week before it looked like they were. They only play Melbourne this week though, so. Right. So they're going to get their reality check. <laughs> yeah. Um, but to do that with no Took Miller as well. Pretty impressive. Super impressive, yeah. And yeah. Kind of... And that's why I tipped Richmond because there was no Took Miller. Yeah, you and convinced I was really, me of it. I was yeah, fucking I was, on them. I was, I was sitting here going, no, nah, yeah. no, nah, it's going to be Gold Coast. They've got the wood over them, blah, blah, blah. You go, no, Tuke Miller. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, no come yeah. off Hunt. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Brandon Ellis didn't mind the little revenge game. Yeah. Did all right. The Ben King, and if there's anything I won't hear from Richmond supporters, is that for the outs that they may have, they're not in your back line, mate. Robbie Tarrant, sure. He's not doing shit against Ben King. No. So Dylan Grimes, Daniel Rioli, Noah Bolter, Nick Vlosten, you you had the guys and you couldn't stop them. Yeah. And that's, I mean, they did hold them to 70-something points. Yeah. But there's huge issues at Richmond through the midfield, through the forward line, through the back line. I, I think that there's issues across every line. Yeah. Um, yeah. Jeez, I'm really in a mode of shitting on teams I don't like at the moment, but... Oh, so am I. It's that part of the season, man. It's that part of the season. I mean, they're in big trouble in a couple of weeks when they come up against Hawk and, Hawk and Jez. Oh, they're that, dead. They're dead. That'll be 10 goals combined. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Either one of them gets off the chain or they both do. It's, yep. it, it'll be a bloodbath, man. Where is it? Oh, of course, MCG. <laughs> Where else would it be? Yeah, probably an away game for Richmond. A uh, home game, actually. So, uh, yeah. Right. Good on them. They get a home game. Fuck off. They acted like they had an interstate game playing at Marvel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then they're showing that the record has the record since Dimmer made those comments is they've had a draw is their yep. best result. Dane Swan took to Twitter last night talking about the five day break and interstate travel. It's a 49 minute fucking flight, mate. Like whatever. Dane Swan. Yeah. talking about Collingwood's five day break, having to play in Adelaide. I couldn't believe it, man. Whatever, man. Yeah. Who fucking cares? Yeah. It's if f- you're good enough, you'll win and fucking look, lo and behold, you won. So yeah. Just shut up. Yeah, and you um, were there only a few weeks ago. Yeah. So you actually got like a dry run. Yeah. About how to efficiently get there and get mm. through. Yeah. Yeah. No need to suck it up. No. Nah. Um, 
the five day break cost cost us cost you guys oh, yeah. yeah yeah we started rusty as and then that's what everyone else said it's like I didn't hear any Essendon people whinging about their five day break yeah you play a marquee Anzac Day game and whatever day Anzac Day lands on that's when you play so well I was I was a bit shitty that it's like after we've had some we've had some Thursday night footies and some Monday fo- why not have Monday night footy yeah I don't know and yeah. I suppose the AFL's response would be, well, if we do it for one of you, we'd have to do it for both of you. Yeah. So it would have meant two games on the Monday. Yeah. And we can't do that. Like, okay. I guess I suppose that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. Bit of a negative tone for me to start the day, which is weird because I was fine until you got here. Must be your face. <laughs> Has to be. Has to be. I have that effect on many, I think. No, it's not yeah. your face, mate. It isn't. Um, how about we take a quick break? Yep. I'll skull this tin. Yep. I'll cheer up and we'll be right back. Hey there, Fatside family. Jacko and I want to thank you for supporting the program and listening every week. We'd love if you could jump on our socials, give us a like, and of course, make sure that if you're listening through Spotify, that you hit that bell button so you get the pod as soon as it drops, fresh, every single week. We will be here every round of 2023. Thanks again. Let's get stuck back into it. Yeah. All right, Bob. The wide search has ended. The 15, uh, 15 month, no, the 13 month search, April 2022. Gillan McLaughlin wants no more of it. He resigns and they search far and wide across the universe. Yeah. Five meters down the hallway to Andrew <laughs> Dillon. Thoughts? Please. Did you watch his speech? I heard it on radio. Didn't sound great, did it? It was one of the least impressive executive press conferences, interviews I've ever heard. In sports media. In sports media. In sports And I follow a few sports and I've heard a few of them over the time. That was super average. He dropped the, the modern um, which is to say like. He's like, yeah, something, 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 like, um, uh, blah, 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 blah. I was like, ooh, buddy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe in your 23 years experience, maybe uh, go down to your media buddies and get some training, pal. Because it wasn't wasn't impressive. And I don't care about his history in football. I I care about what his vision is for our game. Yeah. I I don't care that he's an under-13s girls coach. I get, I respect you're a father. You know, but I don't need to hear that. I want to hear what your what your vision is for the game and what, where you want to take it. Yeah. That's what I want to hear. Yeah, because if it was Brennan Gale sitting down and he was awarded the job, we would have heard that. Mm. Yeah, because we already know his past. Yeah. You know? He would have set a five-year plan, mate. Yeah, loves them. My five-year plan, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Which is fair because when you interviewed, you would have interviewed off the back of that. Yeah. Presumably. Yep. This is what I plan to bring. These are the changes I want to make, but... You know, I'm not, I'm not too – I've realized I'm, in this search for Gill's replacement yeah. that the AFL commission really are the puppet masters. Yeah. Perhaps we put too much stock into that CEO position. Mm. And they, they, they almost said two or three times that this isn't a boys club. Of they course got, it is, mate. They got asked directly. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think Chompers asked. I think it was Chompers. Yeah. It was trying to be hard-hitting, yeah. trying to be relevant. Yeah. But it's a fair question. They definitely are a boys' club. If you read that, if you read Michael Warner's book, I still have, and I will. I should. I'll give it to you. Yep. It's very clearly a boys' club. You'll give it to me, huh? <laughs> Again, I'll <laughs> give it to you. We talked about your dripping ass last week. <laughs> yep. But uh, <laughs> old faucet, old faucet bum. <laughs> Jesus. 
No, I, I'm not too sure that this will change much to do with the game. <laughs> Dude, I forgot you did that. Yeah. I was like, oh, yuck. Yeah, it's anyway, great. Sorry, carry on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not too sure. Yeah, this will change much about the shape of the game. I think there'll be... Um, oh, fuck, oh, I've forgotten his name. Who's the architect of the stand rule? Hocking? Was it Hocking? Might have been Steve Hocking. Steve Hocking. And they... You know, He's the architect of um, pushing defenders in the back and not getting paid. To speed up the game, <laughs> yeah, that is they the were cat. like, oh, you know, we've brought in the 666 and yeah. then the stand rule and this was the brainchild of Steve Hawking. It's like, there's a, a space where I, I think there are people who are responsible for certain aspects of the game and the CEO is really just driving the bus. Yeah. And they're sitting in the back doing their homework. Yeah. And they pull up and the AFL commission either rubber stamps it or they don't. Yeah. I'm not sure that Andrew Dillon will be responsible for monumental changes in the game. Yeah. But I will be interested to see if there's any change in direction. But if you're Gil's understudy yeah. and Gil was Demetrio's understudy, yeah. are we not just doing the same thing? Of course we are. It was just the band's playing the same tune. We've just changed the conductor. Yeah. 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 And that's, I don't think that's good for footy fans. It doesn't no. give me any confidence in AFL House. I don't have a lot to begin with but it definitely didn't improve with this appointment. Yeah, well, I heard a really good point today that the game's in good shape. You know, you know, like across the country, you know, participation at all levels. You know, the women's game's thriving. Um, yeah, they're asking for a pay increase again. Yeah, no, I, yeah I don't even want to talk about it. Have you, you, yeah, you I, play I did, SBA? I, I did hear about it, yeah. <laughs> yeah maybe learn yeah. how to kick before we... Uh, I'm not, I'm not being... And, and, oh, God forbid. Oh, fucking... Oh, you sexist asshole, Jack. Blah, blah. They can't. Not yet. I mean, it generates nothing, costs a lot, and yeah. they want more money. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, but yeah, there's got to be... Yeah. You know, you can't... Be, hmm. The thing that bugs me about AFLW is some of these women not... I'm not talking about their exploits within their own realm of competition, but they'll be seen as pioneers yeah. for simply demanding more money. Yeah. That's just not how the game works. No, it's not how life works. And mate. to be honest, the, the most important historical figure in AFLW 25 years from now will be Gillen McLaughlin, who decided to fast track your competition's inception. Yeah. The only reason you even can ask for a pay rise is because he bowed to what was essentially the zeitgeist of the time off the back of the Me Too movement, demanding that the competition be brought in early. It yeah. has been. Yeah. And now they're into their fourth pay rise or something. Yeah. They've adjusted everything about the game. They adjusted the season yeah. to fall in line with the demands of the AFLW players. Mm. Then they complained about basically having two seasons in a year. Yeah. And now they want more money. I just don't understand when it's really going to stop because mm. they actually asked for the men's side of the competition to pay their pay increase. Yeah. And the men flat out said no. And so they should. Which is more than reasonable. Yeah. They're already paying for your competition. Yeah. In, in essence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. You're not generating that money on your own. So um, I don't mind if the AFLW players become full-time professionals, but they're saying they're full-time nine months of the year. Yeah. What do you think would be a reasonable base wage then? For an AFLW player? Yeah. If, they were, if, you, if you had to be someone who could live off just your contract wage, what would be a reasonable base? Oh, like to be a full-time footballer? Yeah. 100? 
Yeah, I think it's all right. Well, yeah. they get, I think they get about 70. Yeah. And they do nine months of the year. Yeah. I think that's okay. Fuck, I'd kill to be on 70 for nine months of a year. Yeah, I don't think yeah. it's too bad. No. So they want 100, which I don't particularly think is wholly unreasonable. I just no. think the timing of it. Yeah, yeah. They just got a pay increase. Yeah. Which we were told meant that money couldn't go back towards soft cap for assistant coaches. Yeah. That's definitely hurt some AFL teams. Yeah. 100%. It's certainly hurt the wider coaching community. Yeah. And now they want another pay increase. I'm just stoked if I have a daughter, you know, one day that, yeah, she'll be on 600,000 by then. (laughs) (laughs) Well, everything's there. It's grassroots level. They've got the facilities now. They've, you know, there's pathways. There's, there's a lot of opportunity for uh, girls to play footy. Which is incredible. I can tell you back in the day, we used to have. I I love it for what it's worth. The Mm. girls can play footy. Well, like my basketball coaching is Sunday mornings. Yeah. There always was a problem scheduling your training session because kids would have footy yep. later on and you didn't want this overlap. And I've had, had to have conversations with footy coaches. Oh, that we've got a carnival. Sorry, yep. mate. I'm like, yeah, they sign up for us in October. Yeah. You know, I don't care about what happens for you guys in May. Yeah. It's not important. Like we're deep in our Under 14 season. days down at Fair Park in exactly. Knox. Exactly. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> bit different if they're in interleague or yeah. something. I'll give them a bit of leeway. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, when they're... But that's when it's time for them to make a decision. Like know? I had a kid say, oh, you know, I've got a game of footy. I said, who are you playing? Yeah. And he goes, Norwood. I said, are you going to win? He goes, oh, we'll win by 140 points probably. Yeah. I said, well, then you're not leaving training early. Yeah. You don't even need to warm up for that game, mate. Like, that's nah. stuffed. So, anyway, long story short, there's more girls that have footy crossover comp- uh, yeah. complications now than there is boys. Well, there you go. There's a, so many young girls are playing footy. So yep. the competition at a grassroots level and the pathways level is in a good space. Yeah. It just seems to be at the top level of AFL women's footy. They need to just chill out for a little bit more. Yeah. yeah. It will grow. Just give it time. Yeah. Like, what are we, six, seven years in? Yeah. Give it if some that, time. Yeah. yeah. It's, not, it's not even a career yet. Yeah. You haven't had one generation of footballers rotate yeah. through. And this isn't us slamming it. Look, this is just the, the way they've been, the, the way that it's been fast tracked and run. Yeah. Yeah. What's the reality of starting anything? Yes. When you watch. Got to spend money to make it. Go watch the first decade of the UFC and yeah. then have a look at what it is now. Yeah. Like these things take time. Yeah. Even when it's a whole men's competition and it's funded by billionaires. Yeah. It takes time. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Live golf. You know, live, live golf will still take time to really crash through the. Sporting landscape. Yeah, and it hasn't quite no, yet. Like nah. you see the odd highlight yeah. and people mention it, mm. but I'm not sure people are watching it. N- no, I, well, no. 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 But it's got so much money behind it that it's yeah. not going to go anywhere for now. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Anyway. So yeah. Whinge, but yeah. You're, you're Andrew Dillon. What's the first thing? What's, what's the first thing on your agenda that, you, that you're focusing on about our game? Is it umpiring? No. Oh, you mean, okay, my first thing would be a big picture thing. It would yep. be get Tasmania in in the next five years. Yep. And have a plan within that time to introduce the 20th team. Yep. So that we can get to a single season of everyone plays everyone once. Yep. Because the way it's set up at the moment. It's I've been, grossly unfair, man. I've been complaining yeah. about it for a few years now. Yep. I'm complaining about the venue fixturing. Yep. And who you have to play twice. Is the 20th team Darwin? I don't particularly give a flying fuck who yeah. it is. It would be nice if it was Darwin, yeah. 
I can also understand the arguments from a couple of weeks ago about a third South Australian team. Yep. A third WA team I'd yep. suffer as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> two genuine footy states. Yeah, Darwin kind of makes sense, although I'm not sure how much you keep up with the local It's not great news up there, but there is a significant crime issue up in Darwin yep. at the moment. Very significant. So I think you've got to think about that as yeah. well. Yeah. Um because you don't yeah, you don't yeah, play wanna... retention to be difficult. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's other complications about having another team. But I tell you what, if they're a team full of indigenous footballers, they'd be bloody fun to watch. Well, how good would it be? Yeah, it'd be amazing. I think, I think they'd create their own unique culture around how they support yeah. their team as well. So there's huge cultural advantages. And, and there's scope for their jersey to be their jersey to be a permanent indigenous designed jersey. Yeah, it'd be cool. It would be awesome. Mm. Yeah. Yep, I'm down for that. Yeah. But yeah, I don't. You can't get put another team in Queensland or New South Wales. No, no. And the rest of the competition would go fucking apeshit if you put one in Victoria. Yeah, <laughs> go apeshit, man. Yeah. Port Melbourne, welcome to the AFL. Yeah, yeah. Fucking lose their mind. Yeah. Maybe if it was Ballarat or Bendigo. Yeah. And you upgraded Mar Stadium or yep. whatever the you know something. Yeah. Maybe you could slip it through to the keeper, but yeah, mm, Darwin seems obvious. But uh, yeah, yep. I th- well, so, I heard the, I heard a rough like. I think it was Andy Marr said that you'd play, you'd be Darwin based, but you'd play home games in Alice Springs as well. Like you'd, like sort of like the Tassie team will play home games in Launceston, no doubt. Yeah. Yeah. Do you hear that uh, the conversation about, I mean, they were like, Albanese gave us money. Not enough money. Not enough. No. Nowhere near enough. No. 240, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then they're going to get. I they're think, dreaming if that's only costing 750, dude. Optus Stadium costs 1.6 billion. Yeah. yeah. Well, they, they had big blowouts, but Eddie Maguire's quote on uh, it was, you won't get a tin shed with a roof on it big enough to house enough people for that much money. Yeah. He's like, these things cost over a billion dollars. Yes. So the AFL is going to go back. He goes, I have my suspicions, and it's that the AFL is going to go back to the club president and mm-hmm. say, well, it's actually this much money. Yeah. And we need all of you to sign off on it because that's part of your equalization money for X amount of years Mm. that has to go into funding that. That's how it works. Yeah. And he goes, they'll say no. Mm -hmm. And the AFL will go, well, we're doing it anyway. And now we're just going to refurb Launceston or whatever the case may be. And I was like, he said that he thought that that had been part of the plan the whole time. And I was like, if that's true, what a load of shit, dude. Yeah. So they'll take the... They'll take the Tassie money and the federal money and not a cent of their own and use it to refurb yeah. a stadium down in Tasmania. But you've got to refurb it to the point that it has, can hold 50,000 people. Yeah. It's I heard 23,000. Ridiculous. That's so not good enough. Not good enough at all. No. I mean, 50 might be a little bit too much, but at least make it like 40 or something. 40 max, yeah. You, oh, not max, but 40s. Forty's nice. Twenty three. You cannot host a final there. No, in good conscience. Yeah, you can never host a final there. Yeah. Well, well. What if? What if they worked out? Like, what? What if they got to GWS's level, and all of a sudden, you know, they've got a home final against Richmond in an Olymp- or Collingwood? Mm. You can't have it there. No, I don't you think you can have it. There. Yeah. No, it's um, it's wrong. Although it's like if if GWS prelim against us, if 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 if, if that was Richmond or Collingwood. I have no doubt GWS would have had to have that at um, Accor Stadium. So here's the thing, though. The old ANZ. I actually think that a home ground advantage should mean that no one from the other side is guaranteed a ticket. Yeah. I really think we should get to that space. Yeah. 
Because that's let's get proper home ground advantage mm. then. This is how hard it is to play away. Well, look at look at English football. You know, yeah. they get they get oh, you get oh. well. You see, like say Man United versus I don't know Brighton, and you see five thousand Brighton fans in the corner at Old Trafford, mm. and then you've got fifty thousand Man United, screaming Man United fans. It's a clear advantage. Yeah, the and M- and rightfully so. The NBA is not much. And Anfield the same. You know, mm. everywhere. Man City, no one goes. Yeah, it's fine. Tarps. <laughs> Empty had they call it, but so I, I think that that would be more than acceptable. Like yeah. if Essendon can get fifty thousand to fans to Marvel mm. for a home game against Richmond, Richmond don't get a right of reply for their members. No, it's just stiff shit. Yeah, we're gonna put the tickets, and then it's just whatever's left. And if it's fuck all, and it's all level four, then that's what it is. Yeah, I think that's fine. A home game against you at Marvel isn't a home game because you got so many fans. You drown yeah, us well, out every time. It's just as long as your mob get the first purchase opportunity. Yeah, and if we show up. And yeah. then you've got to buy the tickets mm. and show up. That's totally fine. More often than not, we're drowned out by you guys. But this club member... Carlton al- as well. This club member allocation? Yeah. Nope. Yeah. Your cheer squad, sure. Yeah. Because that's part of the game. Yeah. And then the rest is just... they got to fight for the scraps after the rest of the home team. Yeah, yeah. It. Yeah. But yeah, Tassie... You- I'm all for the home ground advantage, particularly with the crowd, but 23,000 is way yeah. too low. The roof has to be retractable. It has to be. Well, then for, it's, for, for, the, for the, the, the health of the actual ground itself. But, it sounds that way. Yeah, but mm. um, I think the best home ground advantage Tassie could have would be the, the, like their, um, something to do with their ozone layer, a higher UV in Tasmania. No, there's literally a high UV rating. Here he is, CSIRO more. Yep, yep, correct. Yeah. Yep, Bureau of... Something to do with the ozone <laughs> layer. It's had a fucking hole in it since you were born. Yeah, well, Bureau... <laughs> it's, well, it's well known. Bureau of Mythology is here. <laughs> and I'm saying that, um, yeah, but... <laughs> but with an open roof, a retractable roof and open, a cold, dewy June home game against yep. Gold Coast... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dream on Gold Coast if you're adapting to those condi- conditions. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. yeah. Or, or, per, or or West Coast or Freo. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Fair's fair. Yeah. Because if you go up to Melbourne the- teams are pretty used to it by then. But It's pretty cold, man. Imagine having to play Brisbane. It's cold here yeah. now. Imagine having to go play Brisbane 25 degree weather next. Horrible. Like, yeah, at 2.30 or something. Yeah, horrible. You're going to get cooked. Yeah. It's not even that fucking hot, 25, but you're still going to get cooked. Yeah. We've been chilling in 16 degree weather all week. So yeah. Come home with a head cold. That So circle all the way back. You asked me what would be my first thing. My first thing would be a long-term big picture thing that I would commit to trying to see out over the course of my tenure. Yeah. And that would be it. Yeah. Enshrining the 20th team and moving right the fuck along. In fact, if I didn't think that that had a chance, I would still try and move the game along to a position where you play every team once. Let's get Tassie in in the next five years and let's just go to 19... There's 18 games. You play every team once. In the reverse year, you play it at their home ground. You get the picture. Yep. We're actually going to bring back either, you know my thoughts, yep. a state of origin carnival yep. that goes for two weeks yep. or we are going to have a best of three grand final series. Yep. That's how you use the extra time in the season. Love it. I don't want to hear anything else. Yeah, love it. That's how it should be. Yeah. What would be the thing that you'd focus on? Uh, umpiring. Make them full-time professional umpires. Mm-hmm. Um, pour money into community umpires. Encourage them. 
give incentivize them because the umpiring needs a massive shake up and it needs improvement quickly. It because does because it is an indictment on our game. It really is. Well, the, the four, inconsistency is astounding. The four me. umpires hasn't worked, has it? No. Well, on the weekend, um, we had a chase down tackle that was called play on by one umpire, but overruled by the closer umpire. And Hawthorne fans went mental, and rightfully so. Yeah. Yeah. Resulted in an Aaron Norton goal. There was an, oh, Which game was I watching? One of the umpires called play on, and yep. then the other umpire called holding the ball. It wasn't yep. the chase down tackle, though. It was a different game. It wasn't okay. your game. And I was like, hmm, that's interesting. Yeah. It was the nearer umpire yeah. that called play on. Yeah, yeah. And the further away one, wrapping him up, like, yeah, that, holding the ball. Yeah, yeah, holding, yeah, yeah dropping yeah. the footy or something. Yeah. Incorrect disposal, but... Yeah. Uh, yeah, it hasn't worked. Yeah. And they're in, they're in, but they're in teams, so it should be working by now because they're umpiring together. They should know each other by now. I get what you're saying about pouring money in and grassroots and levels all the way up, but is this not fixed by having a third umpire who's got a connection to their fucking earpiece? Well, every other sport seems to have who's one. Who's watching the TV, <laughs> just going, I mean, can't you just say, blow your whistle? Yeah. And they blow it, and then you go, free kick for incorrect disposal. Yeah. To whatever, yeah. and you repeat the words out loud. It's what? What does it take? Two extra seconds? Mm. Like a director of umpiring? Why not? Yeah, yeah I don't know. Why not? They cl- clearly it's tough to adjudicate. Yeah. You need certain camera angles because yeah. there's when you're watching. And it- I, I can understand how hard that's that our game, especially the size of the ground, the amount of players, the yeah. pace. Yeah, it's extremely hard for them. Yeah, yeah, but it needs to be. It needs to be sorted out. Because it's an indictment on the game. Yeah, so isn't this easier? More mm. ca- instead of look, I understand what you're saying, yep. but wouldn't you this rather This is more of a small sort of quick fix? Couldn't you rather pour how much money do you think it would cost to fix it if you were going grassroots all the way up? Oh, millions. Fair bit, right? Yeah. How about just a few more cameras at each ground and a guy in the box? Mm. An experienced former umpire. Less than a million. Who can't <laughs> run who can't run anymore. Yeah. But like can still do the job. Mm. Who's that bald fellow with the big mustache? The umpire? What's his name? He marked the ball once. Kelly. Something Kelly? Fuck, I can't remember. Yeah. That Freo game. Yeah, he, he marked, marked the, the ball. ball. St. Kilda Freo, yeah. 1997. <laughs> See, I don't remember what Ali asked me to do around the house. <laughs> yeah. But I'll know that his last name's Kelly, I think. And it was St. Kilda Fremantle, 1997 at Subiaco Oval. You're right. And it was a night game. You're right, it was St. Kilda Freo. Because <laughs> Robert Harvey was in the picture going, bruh. Oh, it's Ooh. too good. My phone just vibrated on my agates. That must be nice. I'll stop calling you then. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Outside of umpiring, yes. because I get your point, that's a quick fix. What's something more longer term that you'd look at? Well, I, um, I've always subscribed to that. Uh, yeah, the 20th team, because if we're doing gather round, we can't be giving teams a buy. Um, we're seeing, uh, this week's magic round in the NRL and Newcastle Knights aren't involved. It's pretty stiff. Mm. It's pretty stiff. A team misses out on that. And it's a money-making machine for clubs as well. Um, merchandise and, you know, membership sales, ticket sales. So it does hurt clubs. Um, so we don't want to get into a situation where, I don't know, a big club miss out on gather round because there's an uneven amount of teams in the league. So I, I don't want that. So we'd need to shore up and, and, and even out the competition. Yeah, And, and I, I understand what you mean is like, yeah, it can't be a Victorian team. We cannot have an 11th team no. in Victoria. It just can't be. Oh, God. That would be dire. Um, but, yeah, uh, I, could, I, I, could, I could happily see, I don't know, 
Peel Thunder or Subiaco joining. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, or, you know, Sturt or Norwood. Yeah. You know, a famous old club. Yep. You know, becoming a third team in WA or SA, as you mentioned. Um, oh, I, yeah. I mean, the, the Eastern, uh, the, you know, north of, north of Victoria, on the Eastern side of things, it's, you know, GWS aren't getting anyone in games. Gold Coast are hardly filling. No. So the money, so, the money's there. Yeah. And the they clearly rushed there. those projects. Clearly yeah. rushed it. GWS were just lucky that they drafted so well. I just wonder if they... They got given every chance to, so... If they got things right, could they make a Canberra team work? Oh, why not? The Canberra Raiders have a very famous history. Mm. And they they seem to work. They've, you know, they've been there, done that in the... um, and, I, I, and Canberra's a 50-50. You know, Canberra's one of those unique places where footy and rugby league are loved universally as well as cricket. So Yeah, we're well, getting um, a lot of federal MPs and families and children from all around the country yeah. that move there for one. Yeah, and, and I know Big Bash is more of a novelty sort of thing. Yeah. But they, they absolute sellout, guaranteed sellout when Sydney Thunder play home games in Canberra. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, well, yeah, I'm just thinking, like, obviously GWS – do a couple of games down there and stuff as yeah, well. Yeah, we're playing them there this week. Mm. Yep. So it might be an idea to investigate whether the Canberra team is... Although, I'm sure they've done the math on it already. Yeah. They probably they probably would have done it when they did the GWS math yep. and it didn't add up. Yeah. So that's why they're probably like, oh, we'll get them down there a fair bit. Yeah. 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 It is what it is. Um, all right. I've got... Uh, that was a good question, by the way. No worries, It's a long diatribe, but yep. I've got a hypothetical for you. Yep. I... D- I, d- I- I must say, just before we wrap that up, I've always loved the three-game grand final series idea. It's epic. Yeah. It would be the most epic three weeks of a footy fan's. It's a wet dream for a football fan. Absolutely. Yeah. Because mm. a game three would just be the best party you could ever have. I think it makes complete sense. And yep. I think it's a Saturday fixture, Saturday fixture, Sunday fixture. Oh. Give and them that do, extra day. Yeah. Mm. And you do a massive, like, you could, oh, man. And you have the Monday off as a public holiday. It'd be huge. Oh, it'd just be insane. Mm. Yeah. And I think that there's... State of Origin in NRL <laughs> is their biggest event of the year, and it's a three-game series. And hey, it's fucking epic. Wouldn't, wouldn't you like to see... Yeah. All right. If, if State... I understand why State of Origin is tricky to manage for AFL players yeah, yeah. in season. Yeah. What about coinciding with all the teams that have missed out? Yeah. What about coinciding with State of Origin? Yeah. With the grand final series? Yeah. Best of three. Oh. Like a th- uh, round robin. So you get a Friday night game and then you get a Sunday game. Oh. Then you get, um, what did I say? Saturday, Saturday, Sunday. Same deal the next yep. week. And then on the Saturday, you've got like the State of Origin grand final. Yep. The Sunday, you've got the grand final. Yeah. Why not? And you could give free air to VFL grand finals. Televise so. them, get fans along. I think you do the whole Hosted thing. Hosted at Marvel Stadium, Sanford Grand Final at Adelaide Oval as And it they'll is. get part of the women's season in that yeah. space yeah. too, and right? And the Waffle Grand Final at Optus. It'd be awesome. Yeah. Because the VFL are obviously Queensland and New South Wales now anyway. Mm-hmm. So you just host that at Marvel Stadium. Mm. You know, cheap tickets, people go. People would go. Yeah, some double headers. Yeah. That'd be cool. be awesome. All right. Couple but, of- hey, hey, what the fuck do we know? <laughs> Say it every time. Yeah, next to nothing. Really. <laughs> All right, some quick season storylines for you. Yep. Which one is which ones or one out of these is the most surprising? So I'll give you the Richmond. Yep. A lot of people had them top four. The bookies had them top four. Yep. Not by much, but just. Yep. They're bottom four right now. Yep. Frio. Yep. Looked like a lock to be a top six team again. Mm-hmm. In a lot of people's eyes. Yep. Young did well last year. Should Hungry, continue to improve. Well coached. Exactly. Yep. 
They're a bottom six team right now. Yep. St. Kilda. Mm-hmm. Was not certain where they'd be. I still had them 10th to 12th. There yep. are some people that had them clearly bottom six. Yep. And they thought it would take a while with Wass, the boss. <laughs> Instead, they're top three. Yep. They're definitely playing finals. Yes. And then I'd say the next most surprising, it's probably a toss-up out of Adelaide Essendon. Yeah. Um, there are some people who might have thought Adelaide bottom four. There are definitely people who said Essendon bottom four. Yeah. I heard some people say bottom two, mm-hmm. which I was shocked to hear. And separated by a couple of percentage points for a position in the eight. Out of those scenarios, which storyline so far is the most surprising one to you? And which storyline do you think will hold true to the end of the season? St. Kilda. That's the most surprising? But there's three. But St. Kilda have surprised me a lot. Which one's the most surprising to you, Jacko? Not the most surprising. Is it St. Kilda being a top three team when people thought bottom six? Is it Richmond being bottom four when mm. people thought top four? Or is it the fortunes of Essendon and Adelaide? Actually, it won't be Essendon because you said to me preseason you thought we could we could actually Yeah, well I, I thought you I something. thought you could do something last year. Yeah. I was dead wrong. Um Oh, well it has to be Freo then, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. You were pretty big on them last year. Yeah. And you were correct. Oh, well, for all of you. St. Kilda have, I have mentioned, they've surprised me, but Fremantle, yeah. Fremantle won a final 41 points down against us and they won. And then they gave it to Collingwood for a half, outclassed. Uh, The loss of David Mundy, Blake Akers, Darcy Tucker, Griffin Logue. Rory Lobb. Rory Lobb. Oh, thought they'd get better then. Um, (laughs) uh, But not... Not fixing what they need is... Uh, I mean, Tabernard's not your answer. Jai Miss is too young. Um, but <clears throat> for them to go as backwards as they have is pretty alarming. When you talk about the names that have left that yeah. list and... The well, guy, Darcy Tucker only just got a game for North Melbourne, so... Yeah, yeah. Uh, Darcy Tucker's not that great. No, no, no. But the guys that have come in... Yeah. I mean, is it just Jaeger O'Meara that's noteworthy? Yeah, Luke Jackson hasn't set the world on fire yet. No. No, no. I mean, he's just a... Jaeger's just being Jaeger, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Not quite up to it. Yeah. I mean, he's no substitute for David Mundy. Yeah. And Luke Jackson's... Hard for me to say this and you kind of agree with it, but he is not a substitute for the Fremantle version of Rory Lobb. Yeah. So they've gone backwards. Well, I, th- I think the loss of Mundy is a gaping hole. Clearly. Leadership. In the midfield, because yep. that midfield is struggling. And yep. I know we point to Caleb Sarong having great games, but... Yeah. They are really missing. Well, a clear a, drop off from the players' MVP, Brayshaw. Yep, yep. So but missing a big body mid. <clears throat> yep, who can really help them out. Yep. Nat Fife's cooked. Hmm. Um, Justin Longmuir, sort of the traje- trajectory. Um, there was win loss improvements three years in a row that got him to sixth or seventh last year, and uh, we finished eighth. So they finished fifth. They finished fifth last year. Mm. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so top six to bottom six. So, yeah, oh, of actually, top, fre- top five to bottom well, five. Of course, it's Freo. Then it's an utter disappointment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's no promises that they could regain anything. This season shot, but what does it mean for next year? Well, that's and beyond. The, have they? That's have the, they? Have they had the smallest window of all time, and somehow fucked it up? No, I think. I mean, they've kept their 
their list got even younger. Yeah. So some of this makes sense, but they're still leaning on. Like Luke Ryan is holding up a lot of that back. Yeah, he is. If they lose one of those guys, mm. if they lose him yeah. at any stage this year, they are going to get pulled apart yeah. by veteran teams. Yeah. Because Hayden Young's okay, but building yeah, he's not, Alex he's he's, he's, he's been disappointing. James yeah. Aish has been disappointing. Disappointing. Yep. And you're right, Jaya Miss is too young, but he's had one or two moments that- I think he will it. be good for it. Yeah, they sh- he's, there's a glimpse there. Yeah, yeah. Sonny Walters has been playing out of his skin. So if you think that that's the most surprising- are you saying this? Are you saying the Richmond one? Did you have them in your top eight preseason? I'd have to go and look at my little bookie book, bookie book. I think I had them eighth. Yeah, I, think I didn't I, rate them as I went through, and I was like, Fuck, but that was based off a lot should of sneak in. That's based off a lot of like, um, uh, what's the word? Come on, pull out your invisible thesaurus. Can't think of the word, but um, <laughs> um, well, you know, it's well known. I'm not their greatest fan, yeah. Um, and I sort of, yeah, but you know what you're watching, yeah. You might not, you don't have to be their greatest fan to be yeah. an analyst, yeah. Look at David King, yes, exactly. Well, analyst in air quotes. I've just played 250 odd games less than him, <laughs> and have morals. Um, <laughs> hashtag ice bath. You don't beat your wife. <laughs> what an outrageous claim. I yeah. heard it was true. I heard it was yeah. true. Well, there you go. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, for anyone that knows me, knows that my wife would bash me. So, and I've, does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. <clears throat> but yeah, I'm not that shocked. You know, because teams fall off the cliff eventually. Yeah. And um, they should have won that elimination final against Brisbane. Yeah, I, I think the Richmond fall off was the most obvious out of all of those. Well, when moments. I when I saw Trent Cochin hanging around for another year. And Jack Raywalt, there was tell, um, telltale signs of them absolutely hanging on for dear life. Mm. And then their fans got so excited because they got to run on Hopper, which in their minds, they thought, oh, well, you know, we're right back in contention now. And it's just not the case. It isn't. Completely agree. So, no, I'm, I'm way more shocked about Freo than I am Richmond. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's fair. Yeah. But who I've been extraordinarily impressed with is St Kilda and Adelaide. Well, the St Kilda one bugs me that I couldn't see it coming. Yeah. Because now that I think about it, it is obvious. Yeah. That Ross, what I thought was Ross is actually going to have to adapt a little bit. I thought he'd realise that his game style doesn't quite hold up. Yeah. But I thought there'd be a feeling out process there. Yeah. And I thought it would be half a season. Well, you and I spoke on the phone months and months and months ago. This might have been just when he got, when he, when he got the job, is that... This year's a gap year. This is the mm. this is the what have I got? Yep. You know, let's do this, let's do that. And we sort of forecast that they'd have a massive spillover at the end of this year. You know, go to the draft. They might not need to. They might not need they, no. it still needs tweaking, of course. Yeah. Yeah, they can get better quality players in. Well they I And mean, then they're more of a chance to do so. I think players will want to play for Ross Lyon. Yeah, I don't think they have to do anything right right now. They can make a fist of it this year, see where their holes are by the end of the season. Yeah. See what the data says. And, and Ross is going to do a great job of having yeah. a, a proper introspective look at his list and their shortcomings. But it's their young, it's their lack of young and upcoming midfielders. Yeah. Wind Hager, sure, but he's yeah. been a halfback. He's been a tagger. He's been, he's been all, worn yeah. all these hats 
in 30 games. Yeah, Wangane Malira. He's okay. Yeah. Not going to be a bona fide midfielder, though. No. So then... Machito Owens is a gun. But he not, looks like yeah. he's going to be good. Yeah. Max King's obviously young. Yeah. There's a lot of things going for them in that space. But yeah, some some younger guys through the midfield that have got top-end talent yeah. so that they can challenge for spots and not just, well, Hunter Clark's magnet never comes off the board because who else? Yeah. That's not a winning Is Nick Caulfield team. injured still? Yeah. Yeah. It's, not, it's just not a winning winning team if that's their reality. Yeah. Yeah. Not long-term. Not yeah. perennially. Yeah. They, they're not going to build a dynasty like Geelong would. No. You know, we, we, well, I certainly have criticised Geelong for turfing out 24-year-olds after not not playing them for anywhere near well, enough Well, Brendan Parfitt's still not playing senior footy, man. He'll be gone, man. Yeah. yeah. He'll be gone. You know, and we looked to... I remember even shit guys, like Jordan Murdoch went and had a chance at Gold Coast. And yeah. I thought, good, you deserve a chance. Mm. Now, he didn't show anything. Yeah. And then he was gone. Yeah. That's fine. But they got someone who hadn't had a sniff and then he got a real crack. Yeah. Jordan Clark, totally reasonable player. Yep. Yeah. There's a whole bunch of them. The way they fucking talked about Max Holmes on the weekend. Yeah. Let me tell you. Mm. He, not only he... Did you see him completely stage? No, I didn't. Nah. Oh, dude. Nah. Pathetic. Yeah. Uh, soft yeah. is how I'd describe him. But in the commentary, they said, uh, Dangerfield rates him nearly as maybe being the next Chris Judd. Dude, I spat my drink out. Yeah. I was like, you guys are fucking joking right now. <laughs> the next Chris Judd. The amount of times that- Dude, Nick Dacos is sensational and we nearly spat our drink out yeah. last week talking about yeah. it. Yeah. We'll, we'll see what Max Holmes is about. I'm not saying that he's not a good young player, but yeah. this is way too, way too early to think that he could even be. The way that they use their young midfielders, way too early to think that he could even be anything. Yeah. And if they don't call him Sherlock, that's a missed opportunity. <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, we talk about games that teams look back on and go, shit, we just, we needed to win that game. And I've already got one. I think, I think we might, you know, depending on how, how we go, that Port Adelaide one, we might look back on and go, Hmm, damn, you know, on the weekend that Collingwood loss, Adelaide might look back and go, ah, fuck like that. We needed to win that. Because yeah. all of a sudden they've got Geelong in Geelong this week. That's how I felt last week. Yeah. 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 These come back to bite you in the yeah, ass. They do. Mm. Yeah. And it looks like it's shaping up like that type of season. Yeah. Yeah. Very even competition. Yeah. I don't have a runaway premiership favourite. You can't. No. You can't. No. Nah. And I don't think anyone should have. And it's a great place to be. The only thing that's starting to look certain is yeah. that Charlie Kerno or Jeremy Cameron will win the Coleman medal. Yeah. Yeah. That's as much as I'm prepared to say yep. about what will happen by the end of the year. Yeah. And Will Ashcroft will win the Rising Star for me. Uh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Yeah. The kid's averaging, I don't know what exactly he's averaging, but it feels like it's 20 touches and nearly a goal man, every he's, game. He's such a special. In that midfield yeah. too. In that midfield. Yeah. My God, man. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very good young player. Mm. But yeah, the race for Harley Reid. North Melbourne showed on the weekend they want him. <laughs> Need him as well. Need him. Chisel yeah. and Reed and Wardlaw. How would you feel about the bottom three teams just being uh, in a raffle for the first pick so that we don't have tanking? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm all for it. Yeah. A lottery system. That's another That's another thing that we could look at. Absolutely. We yeah. should. Yeah. I think it's ridiculous that we don't have it. Yeah. I think it compromises drafts and I think it ruins the reputation of the reputation. It ruins 
the prospective futures of some number one draft picks. Yeah. And number twos yep. and number threes, all the way down to the Tanner Bruins. Well, we saw it. We saw it with Tom Scully. Mm. Gove. My fix for that yep. would be, it's, I know it's very NBA. A lot of my ideas come from here, but they, some of them make a lot of sense. Yeah, but it's good. Because it's a competition that's yeah. been playing around in this space for way longer than the AFL. Yeah. But we need to have a stronger VFL competition and you can't be drafted until one year past your, uh, until after your 18th year. Yeah. So you finish high school, not worrying about getting drafted. Finish high school properly, yeah. focus. Yeah. And then you go and get recruited by a VFL team yeah. who pays you a professional wage. Yeah. Let's give them more money. Let's fix up some grounds. Let's get people there to go and watch the best 18-year-olds in the competition play with other men. Mm. And let's see how seriously some of them take yeah. AF- or professional AFL-level football yeah. or AFL football when they're only earning 65000 a year. Yeah. Well, Harley Reid played for the Northern Blues on the weekend. Mm. Yeah. And he had not much of it. And people are like, oh, he's not that good. And everyone's like, oh, shut up. He's 17, dude. 17. Yeah. Yeah. And he's got to go to school. Yeah. So yeah, I just think if we draft guys at 19, imagine every time we look at a, we do a redraft or we look at a list and we're like, oh, how's that guy with pick 40 something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he will be pick 10 if you watch him play for Williamstown for a year. Yeah, yeah. We'll get it more correct. Yeah. Plus, you get the opportunity to nominate, right? Mm. Yeah. If you think that you're going to be pick one, that's where the hype is, mm-hmm. and you don't fucking want to go to Gold Coast or North or GW or wherever it is, you don't yeah, want to go there, yeah. you just don't nominate. Mm-hmm. Nominate the following year. Yeah. And it doesn't dent your chances of getting into the system. No. And in fact, there might be some merit in taking bigger body guys who spent two years in the VFL. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, if you're a gun for hire in the VFL and you're like, actually, I might go uh, play for Bendigo Bombers. Yeah. Because I hope that they will draft me. Yeah. You can kind of choose your own future. Yeah. At least have more of a say in it. Yeah. Then congrats, you get to go play for this team who finished with a percentage of 52 this year. Yeah. Like, fuck that, man. Yeah. It's just, it's crippling on some of these young kids. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, I've got a question for you. Yeah, um, shoot. Can you pull up your vote getters last week for the fat side MVP votes? Because Shit. we did the show on the Wednesday night. Yeah. And then the round quickly came around. I was busy and I... Absolutely, it was like halfway through the first quarter and went, shit, I didn't post them on the socials. Sounds about right. Yep. So if you could just read yours out, I'll read mine out and then maybe we could move on to our MVP for this week. I'm looking for where I texted them to you, but obviously I didn't because you didn't ask for them. And I'm not sure I wrote it down. That's an issue. All right, give me yours while I fumble my way through this. Yep. So last week's MVP for his performance against... Fremantle was Marcus Bontempelli with the five votes from me. Yeah, yeah we agreed um, on Bont. We yep. agreed on that. Uh, my four votes was Charlie Cameron for his seven goals against the Giants. My three votes was Patrick Dangerfield's explosive performance against the Sydney Swans. My two votes was Jack Sinclair's scintillating performance against Carlton. I did text you. And right. my one vote was the Anzac Day medalist Nick Dacos. So, yep. yeah, mine went Bont, Charlie... Danger, Sinclair, Dacos. Yep. Yours? Uh, Bont. Yep. Country Road, Danger, <laughs> Dacos, McRae. Jack McRae. Yeah. For his 14 cr- clearances. Yeah. Yep. Nearly a career best game. Yep. Not in terms of volume, but in terms of impact. So I thought he deserved a vote. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm someone who, 
Um, I don't, I don't value Jack McRae as much as you do. Yeah. But I also don't think I underrate him either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that that was a vote worthy. Yeah. Well, he's a three-time All Australian for a reason. Yep. Yeah. So you know. Yeah. There you go. Country road though. Oh. <sighs> they put some attention to him this week. I yeah. mean, Brisbane. We didn't really touch on that game too much, but Brisbane um, got that Freo job done pretty comfortably. Yeah. And out of their forwards, three goals to Danaher, three to McCarthy. Two to Hipwood, two to Bailey, two to Cameron, one to Gunston, one to Rayner. That is a forward line demolition, man. Yeah, yeah. I know you're probably happy that Charlie Cameron only kicked two, but you got towed up mm. by a Frio backline who, at the start of the year, I thought that they would be a headache for teams because they're switchable. Yeah, they're versatile in the air, and but they're not they're not hard to beat, man. Nah, they're very easy to beat. Mm. Um, I need to watch them a little bit more closely because to me, it just looks like the failings of the back line. Yeah. But it might also be the inability to defend through the middle. Yeah. Well, we won't get a great sample size of playing Hawthorne this week at home. Mm. So, All right. So your MVP for this week. Toby Green. Lovely. Yeah. Um, match winning performance in the Battle of the Bridge and earned himself a Brett Kirk medal. Uh, this guy is one of, if not the most exciting player when he's up and running. And uh, he was no different on the weekend. It was just scintillating football. 22 disposals, 11 of them contested at 64%. Three tackles, four goals, two goal assists, 11 involvements, 355 metres gained, a couple of clearances in the centre as well, and six inside 50s. Uh, just a true captain's performance in a tight tussle. Yep. Um, and I, uh, yeah, I think he deserves it. I did, um, I did however, um, want to make special mention to a guy of the name of Charlie Kuno, uh, was playing against Witch's Hats. I know he kicked nine. Should have rewarded the bag, but I'm going to reward a captain in a crunch grudge match. No need for special mentions because he's my MVP, mate. (laughs) I'll take it from here. Thank you very much. No worries. Uh, 18 disposals, nine goals, three. Should have had 11 goals. Yes. Some of those chances that weren't begging um, because he might have had one that didn't make the distance. He passed off another, but he... Could have had a double figures. Yeah. And it looked like it was on early. I yep. mean, he ripped it. He started red hot, uh, two goals in the first and then two in the second. And then at the th- at the end of the third quarter, when he'd kicked three more, I thought, this is going all the way here. Yeah. This is definitely going to be the 10. Um, and then only managed the two goals. Now, it is Witch's Hats, but most of the time, he was one out in the forward 50 with Shannon Hearn. Yeah. I know Shannon Hearn is a little bit older. And he looks like he's 42. But a master of his but craft. But he's still Shannon yeah. Hearn. Yeah. Now, Tomahawk kicked eight, but he's up against a skinny emerging key defender. Yeah. Emerging. Yeah. Who up until maybe round two, I was not convinced was good enough to play every game this yeah. year. So there's a big difference there. Yeah. What I was disappointed about was watching how easily Carlton were able to find him one out in the forward 50. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck were West Coast doing? I don't know. Put someone behind the footy, Simo. Yeah. It was obvious this was going to be 100 points. At halftime, yeah. it was so obvious. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, it- how easy the goals were in the last quarter. Like the Jack Silvani one, the Corey Durden one. Yeah. It was just the Matthew Kennedy one. Proper training drill. Yeah. Yeah. So the other thing that uh, – it was the eight contested marks. Eight. Yeah, eight. 
you know, that's not easy to do. Yeah, it's Wayne Carey stuff. Mm. Yeah. It's not like it was, uh, it's not like no one was given in the business. Eight, 14 marks in total, eight of them contested, 11 inside forward 50. Oh. 16 scoring involvements in total and two goal assists to go along with his nine goals three. It's an enormous, like, I mean, just the points responsible for when you're talking nine goals, three and two goals. Mm. Uh, 68 points. Yeah. Who does that? Mm. That's... Um, that's the biggest points responsible for I've seen in a very, very long time. And yeah. I think that that, yeah, it deserves votes. Yeah. So that's my five. Although yeah. Toby Green will, will end up being yeah. my four. Absolutely. And Charlie Curnow's definitely mine. So there yeah. we go. We've done the old switcheroo there. Uh, Lockie Neal's definitely going to get votes yeah. in the rest of mine. It was a vintage Lockie Neal performance. It was. Went under the radar. Was a little bit quieter the week before. Mm-hmm. But 35 touches and 13 clearances. Yeah, it's just... Gigantic, mate. Freak with 24 contested. Yeah. Red hot with the handball like he is when he's at his best. And yep. um, yeah, super impressed. Eight yep. inside 50s and seven tackles. Work he'll, rate was through the roof. Yeah. He'll get votes from me too. And I think I'll, I'll yeah, Tomahawk will get votes too. So, um, Yeah, Tomahawk will get votes and Petrarca will round out my vote getters. Yeah. At a great game. And and another's yeah. Witches Hats. Awesome game. Yeah, yeah. Very, very good game. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, what else, mate? I, t- I tell you what I, I do like about um, this part of the pod is when, when I get to slap together multis because I've been doing quite well lately. Yeah. The sh- season has taken shape in terms of I, – I know I didn't tip so well this week, but some of the 50-50 games, yeah. it's really easy to formulate a multi that's going to come through. Yeah. I had two one-leg failures on the weekend. Kills you. Yeah, but you you're trucking around with those – not quite Tats Lotto tickets, but... Near enough. You know, raffle tickets yeah, still. Yeah. yeah. Trying to win that car off a $10 raffle ticket type stuff. Correct. Unfortunately, our good mate, um, P. Bateman, completely led me astray. <laughs> well, I'm in a position where my stakes can't be too high. But, uh, yeah. I mean... Oh, only when you, when you, only look, if you want to keep your yeah. family. When, when, yeah. <laughs> when you look at... Yeah. Yeah. When you look at your... Um, when you look at the multi when you've... Put it in your bet slip, and it's the size of Johnny Sins. <laughs> you're probably not gonna. You're probably not gonna win. <laughs> yeah, we call you the millipede for how many well, fucking you know legs fu- you put. Do you know in what? Fuck me on on Friday night. A rush multi where I've accidentally put Mason Wood for fifteen or more, and Mason Wood for twenty or more, and he got oh. eighteen. Yeah, right. Whoops. Massive whoopsie. Yeah. Because had I have concentrated, I would have won that multi. You, big mistake. Big mistake. All right. So uh, round eight. Got Carlton versus Brisbane. Oh, it's a huge game of footy, Bob. Now, the fact that these prices are even. Yeah. Kind of stunned. Mm. There were some questions about Carlton that were fair to be leveled at them. Yep. And then they go and play a dog shit team that barely turned up. Yeah. And all of a sudden, they're even money with Brisbane. Ridiculous. You tell me your tip whilst I look at the uh, the recent form of Brisbane at Marvel. I've got I've got Brisbane by 16 points. Their last game at Marvel was a loss to us, but um, I just think they're just—I just think they're way too strong in the forward half mm. of the ground. Um, I think the the likes of um, Sard will be back. Is Sard back? No, no, not Sard. He wasn't out. Uh, he got subbed off, but I think it was more just give him a rest. Not Sard. Um, no, no, they've got yeah, they've got all their cattle. I just think they'll be too strong. I think I think they'll win the midfield battle too. I think I think Neil Neil will dominate again. He like he likes Marvel Stadium, Neil. 
He likes it under the roof. Well, they're f- uh, four. I think Big O, Big O will dominate Mark Pittnett. They're four and one yep. against Carlton in yep. the last five hitouts, and they're four and one in their last five hitouts at Dockland Stadium. Okay. So, well, I'm taking. I got them at 16 points because that's a pick a margin. A bit of respect to Carlton. I think they'll. I think it'll be a. I think it'll be a ripping game for what it's worth. Hmm. Well, yeah. I, I just. I just think that it's kind of weird that Brisbane are um, even money. So yeah. I'll be a little bit cheap, so I'll take Brisbane at a plus fifteen and a half for a dollar thirty six, which is great value. It's probably Isn't that funny. Is that the line? Is it? No, that's I just p- did a pick my own line. Oh, okay, because I've got them winning by sixteen points. The line is half a point. I mean, the, the yeah. bookies are not splitting these two teams, which is crazy. So, yeah, if you want better value, Brisbane one to thirty nine, two forty five. Oh, nice. I mean, it's great value. Yep. Mm. Richmond West Coast, Bob, MCG. Well, I mean, if you're Richmond, <laughs> yeah. This is it. Yeah. Can't lose this. If if they lose this, oh. would it be fair for press conferences to start featuring questions about the future of Damien Hardwick? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They can't lose to this team at home. I'm not saying that they're that bad. No. But that West Coast team, is they're better than a 110-point loss. Yeah. They're better than that. Yeah. If they get another player or two back and they fucking turn up, and they make it – I just can't see a world in which West Coast win. I mean, of course I'm tipping Richmond. Yeah. But doomsday scenario, does the pitchfork come out for Damien Hardwick? And is he in trouble if that's the case? Because they follow that up with the Cats and then they follow it up with the Bombers. Yeah. In a world where they lose to West Coast, they might be staring down the barrel of two more losses in the following fortnight. Mm. That would be the end of Damien Hardwick. Yeah. If he lost eight games in a row – Yeah. That has to be the end of him. Yeah. I don't I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. By season's end. Yeah. Not immediately. Yeah. No. Hmm. Yeah. A mutual parting of ways. A thank you for your service. Yeah. They'll You're a do club the right legend. By him. Yeah. Club immortal, to be honest. So really, we expect a big Richmond response here. Yeah. How big can it be? Oh, uh, if they're on, if if they can get that fast, if they can get that fast footy, fast goal score, like they did against us in that second quarter. Yeah. If they can just do that for if they could do that for 40 minutes, that's a 60-point win. Mm. Yeah, they beat him by 100 points last year in Perth. So, yeah. Well, the line is 39.5 points. Yeah. So I think you're, you're pretty much on the money there. Mm. Yeah, I think I'm going to jump on the – definitely jump on the Tigers, but I might just make it the minus uh, 29.5. Get a dollar fifty-one for that. Nice. Thank you very much. Very good. All right. This is, this is going to be a good game. It is. Yes, it's at GMHBA Stadium, but I think Adelaide, they're better than us at the moment. They don't fear anyone either. No. I think they will have taken a fair bit away from that game as well. Yeah. And the way we were able to shut down Geelong's ball use through the corridor for the preceding three quarters, I think there's something in there for Adelaide to take note of. Yeah. Well, the the one issue I have with Adelaide's setup is their back half. And the one problem we know that isn't a problem for Geelong is their front half. Yeah. Yeah. So well, really, I'll, I'll take Geelong. I know you say their front half. It's just those two guys, man. Yeah. I actually don't, not intimidated. The rest of Geelong's forwards are B oh, graders. Like, like Brad Close and that, yeah. B graders at best. Yeah, yeah. Like Gary Rowan nearly took a nice mark, but he didn't. <laughs> like, <laughs> Jake, Jake Stringer off wish. Yeah. <laughs> he is, <laughs> Mate, that's, that's generous, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fucking serious. I'm I really don't think he's very good at all. No. Nah. But whatever. Um, 
All right, so you'd have to say this would be a Geelong win at GMHBA Stadium. Yeah, but I, I, I'm expecting a nice fight from Adelaide. Well, paint me a scenario. That's They've a- lost their last five games in a row there. Yeah. By a bit too. <laughs> well, it looks like the average losing margin it's is... 42 points. I was going to say, this is north of 30, yeah. mid-30s, yeah. So it's it's not good. So do you expect something similar along that line? Do you expect a 30-something point loss, or do you think they can make it tighter than that? I think Geelong by about 23 points, 24 points. Yeah, yeah. I think they keep it 1 to 39 yeah. would be a good bet. Yeah, well, the, what's that paying, Bob? For the Catters, 225. Oh, it's not bad. A bang for your buck? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's the the line sitting at 30 points. Yeah. It, 30.5, so... <sighs> Adelaide four dollars ninety. Yeah. If you said that that was your ruffy for the, you're going to throw in some safe legs, and then that was your ruffy. I wouldn't blame you. Yeah. But um, you know, I think there's there's value to be had there around Adelaide being competitive if that's where the lines up. Yeah. Very good. All right, Gold Coast Melbourne. Ah, Melbourne, easy. Yeah. Yeah. Even though it's at home for Gold Coast. Ah, uh, yeah, Melbourne too good. Doesn't mean much to you. No. Nah. No, they're, they're back into um, – they might not be top of the ladder right now, but they will be Yeah, yeah. in the following few weeks. We just uh, – do we even need a Collingwood loss? It's just percentage at the moment, right? Yeah. That's – oh, no, it's a win. It's a win. Yeah. yeah, it's one win. So once Collingwood have one loss and Melbourne carry on winning, yeah. if that's how it pans out, yep. they, they have the percentage now. They've got everything going for them. Yeah. Um, which is nice because I was worried about some of my preseason tips. Mm. Starting to look rough if Melbourne and Geelong didn't turn up. Yeah. Now they're much better. Yeah. Very good. You know what I'm interested in seeing, though? How Jared Witts can go against the Gorn Grundy combination. Yeah. I actually think he's got he's got the ingredients to force them to put Max Gorn back into the ruck. Yeah. And. Yeah, not allow him to peel off. And Well, Noah Anderson looked great. Will they have Tuke Miller back? No. 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 What did he do? MCL, I think. Medial. Oh, of course he did. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, it was like six to eight or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, so he's gone. Um, Matt Rowe, though. Matt Rowe, Clayton Oliver. Cool matchup. Very nice. I'll be watching Matt that. Rowe's on fire. Yeah, he's been good. Both literally and figuratively. <laughs> Saw him churning a few birds after the game, too. Was he? Power to him. You want to... Yeah, I'm in, I'm in Melbourne for a couple more nights, uh, for another night. If you want, yeah. If you want to feel yeah. the power of the ginge. Yeah. Mm, heard that was Smitty's pickup line, too. Yeah, he'll make him rail. <laughs> Make him real. Shocking. Oh dear. Uh Melbourne. You, you by... never know. He those un, unassuming sort of fellas, like he could go full Tiger Woods, like tuxedo, walking stick, sit down, crawl. <laughs> sort of setup. What the fuck? Anyway. The Tiger Woods setup is yeah. what I call that. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Move, moving right moving right along. Getting a bit rogue here. Yeah. Uh, Giants versus Bulldogs, light rivalry. Yes. Um, add light. that into yeah. light rivalry nowadays. Add yep. that into the mix, though. I'd still wear a face guard, Caleb Daniel. Toby Green's on the ground. <laughs> the best player. Yep. Will be uh, wearing a jumper for the orange team. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's averaging uh, more goals than anyone else in that game. Yeah. 3.2 goals a game is what he's averaging for the season. Yep. Who are you sending to him? Uh, well, oh, Probably Taylor Duray. Did he play on the weekend? Taylor Duray. Yeah. Tried to, yeah. I was yeah. going to say, I haven't yeah. noticed him this year. No. At all. No, he hasn't been great, but height and pace, run with, yeah. sort of control. Yeah. Veteran, 
sort of understands. Probably Taylor Duray for me. Jeez, rough yeah. space. Yeah. Rough space for yeah, you. Yeah, our, our gap between our best and worst is um, glaringly upsetting, and that's why we're 10th yeah. on the ladder, Bob. So, yeah, yeah, it's just your percentage. Yeah. You yeah. haven't capitalised. Uh, I'm, I'm tipping us, but, gee, I'll I tell you what, I think it'll be, it'll be hard. Well, it won't be easy. They've been competing. Yeah, they have. The price reflects that as well. Yeah. Um, it's two forty-two to a dollar fifty-seven as as we currently stand, and the line's only nine and a half points. I think yep. that's that's pretty much spot on. Yeah, I wouldn't feel super comfortable putting all my money on the Bulldogs for the straight win because no. I think there is a sniff here. Oh, of course. But at the same time, I can't see you getting thumped by them. Yeah. So it's either going to be a super tight contest, or you're going to win it by like twenty points. Yeah. One or the other, but um, yeah, I'll. Not too sure what to bet on in that game. It'll probably end up being a disposal thing. Although the week just gone was one of the rare low disposal games for your football club. Yeah, to the point that it ruined everything for yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. So oddly low. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. Liber back in. Yeah. Well, hopefully that helps. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm going to tip the Bulldogs as well. Yeah. All right, Dockers Hawthorne. Is this uh, a- Frio? Yeah, it's at Optus Stadium. Yeah, just because it's at Optus. If that's if this was in Tassie, I'd be tipping Hawthorne after the performance I saw on the weekend. Yeah. Yeah. I think the travel with the young team might just get away from them a little bit too yeah, much. A little bit, yeah, mm. yeah. And yep. Freo fans will still show up in numbers, so. But Hawthorne will compete. Yeah, they will. They Free, will. This Freo, won't be easy for Fremantle. Nah. No. So Freo 1 to 39, yep. $2.08. I reckon that's a great hit for the weekend. Yeah. And if you're hedging a multi, if you're hedging a bet here, um, Hawthorne head to head at $3. You never know. You, you never, never know. You never know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, we've got Port versus My Boys. Yep. Yeah, Port at home. Yeah. Yeah. I would have thought it's going to be Port. Yep. But your last Adelaide Oval outing was very, very, very That's good. what I was going to say. Yeah. I mean, I think there's... Uh, you play the ground pretty nicely. Yeah, I, I think there's no coincidence about why yep. Port perhaps play Docklands well. Yeah, and there's a sniff of the same feel I get about... I don't think you guys fear anyone. There's no fear there. No, nah, you've got one of the most exciting... Fellas on your team. I mean, Sam Draper, dude. I love that guy. Yeah, Scott Lysett's in a bit of trouble, man. Yeah, yeah. I and don't know. Does he I know, play? Well, he, he was actually okay for the first time this year on the weekend. Yeah. He was okay. But Sam Draper is trying to rip games apart. Yeah. He's just, he only just got to 50 games. Yeah. Give him 25 more and he yeah. will be ripping some apart. Yeah, well, uh, well, the next year, it'll be Draper and English fighting for that All-Australian ruck. Sean Darcy. Oh, yeah, Sean Duff. Fuck, forget. Fuck, mate. That's pretty disrespectful. Yeah, very. <laughs> He's a gun. Very. Maybe he Luke, is a gun. <laughs> maybe Luke Jackson, but yeah. might have to be in another club in order Sean to. Sean Darcy's a gun, dude. He's very yeah. good, dude. <laughs> that was very Vic centric. Rowan Marshall? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Might want to add him in, too. Yeah, he's pretty good. He's all right. Yeah. High disposal getting <laughs> goal kicking Ruckman. Yeah. Tested marking beast. Sorry, Paddy. <laughs> he's pretty good. Old Rowan, I chuck him I chuck him in my multi for what it's worth. 15 or more and any time goal. Nearly mm. get it every game. So, yeah. Which is where Max Gorn's at for me. Yeah. 15 or more any time. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. Jeremy Cameron, 15 or more, four or more. Mm. <laughs> uh, look, considering we've been so competitive yeah. in a lot of games against good teams, yeah. I think that Port 1-39 to 39 or... Maybe maybe it might be smarter to do Essendon at a, at a plus line. Yeah. Well, round one's an aberration, the uh, the demoralising of Brisbane. Um, they they haven't been able to blow anyone out, Port. No. And you're not going to be blowoutable. So. No, and their midfield, like we said earlier, that was the first time it all clicked. Yeah. 
I'd be stunned. The first time it all yeah, clicked. I'd be stunned if they beat you by four or more goals. I'd be stunned. I think it's inside 25 for sure. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. We've been okay. But our forward line finally put together a performance. Like yeah. Stringer, Wiedemann, um, and seeing Tipper back was nice. Oh. He's not about to rip it apart. But Darcy he... and Marshall are very good footballers, man. Very good. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. Yep. But yeah, Port for me. Yeah, we'll just take Port for the win in that one. They're paying yep. $1.50, so it's a nice price. Yeah. All right. Pies versus Sydney. Yeah. A fully fit Sydney team, I'd take them just off the back of last year. Yeah. What they did t- to them twice. Yeah. Both times at the back end of the year. Yeah. Because this Collingwood team doesn't look like it's changed much at all. Nah. But the Sydney team's struggling at the moment. Mm. And granted, it was at the SCG when they picked them apart. Yeah. In the um, prelim. Yep. More clinically. Yep. So I think I'm going to have to take Collingwood. Yeah, I've tipped them. The I've price them. really reflects it as well. Yeah. I'm, I'm, well, it's the exact same price I've got here to your game. Yeah, I'm yeah. very tempted to take Sydney at a, at a plus line. Like yep. if I took Sydney, if I gave them a 32 and a half point head start, I can get a $1.36. Oh, nice. Which I think is probably all right because they might be a sniff to win that game. Yeah, yeah. But... They just haven't looked like themselves for nah. a couple of weeks now. Nah. Backs against the wall sort of performance maybe ahead, yeah. but yeah. Darcy uh, Moore's just sen- – he's so sensational, man. All right. This is a this is an interesting one for St. Kilda. Yeah. Against North. Can you break out of your Ross Lyon shell? Because the argument I heard was, oh, uh, Porter the first team to put 80-plus points on the board against St. Kilda and it turned into a winning score. Yeah. Yes, that's true, but St. Kilda had – had some rounds earlier on where they actually kicked half decent scores. Mm. Um, in round two against your boys, they kicked 92. Yeah. Um, against us, they also kicked 92. And then 113 against the Suns. They need a big score. Yeah. Here. If they're going to play that Ross Lyon brand of football, they need to have the percentage boosters when they arrive. Yeah. That allows them to go back to that in the crunch games. Yeah. And keep it 55, 58. Because... Mm. You've got to sacrifice ladder position if you don't capitalize on, on smashing north this weekend, yep. I think. Yeah. So what do you think the outcome is going to be here? St. Kilda by 56 points. Yeah. Marvel Stadium. Yep. I'm, I'm thinking a big one. Yeah. I'm going to go. I uh, honestly think it'll be the largest margin of the weekend. Saints 40 plus, $1.94. Oh, money for jam, baby. Yeah. Being fucking underappreciated for their ability to put scores on the board. So yep. And Ross Lyons, a seasoned campaigner, mate. He, he's been around for years. Mm. He knows what this game means. It's a it's a kill game. So I tell you what, when I'm looking at this, I'll share this with you afterwards. This is a fucking nice look. This is right up your alley too. Big Bickies. Nice. Good price. 63 to 1. Oh, that's right in my right in my wheel. That's in your sweet spot. Yeah. You don't get hard unless it's at least that. Yeah, well, I showed you my Essendon Geelong one. I power played the fuck <laughs> out of that. 69 up to 81s. <laughs> Dinner for two up to 81s. Right in the sweet spot. Yeah. They offered me dinner for two and I said, no, no. Give me that 81, baby. <laughs> dinner for two. Nah, yeah. fuck my pregnant wife. She can fucking <laughs> get back in there and cook. You cranky bitch. Your swollen feet. Waddle off. <laughs> it is in my best interest not to do that. <laughs> uh, too good. Nah, she's too good. a warrior. She's doing well. Um, yeah, Saints will smack him. Uh, I got five last week. So that, yeah. In the tips? Yeah, in the tips. So did I. Yeah. Um, I got, obviously got a bit rogue. I went a bit fancy. But the St. Kilda one I got wrong. The Sydney one is the one that I shouldn't have fucked around with. 
Yeah. I think in hindsight. We debated it. Yeah. Mm. The Adelaide one I can make sense. We were right. You know, we were correct all the way up until the end. Yep. The Sydney one I suppose were correct all the way up until the end. And then the, um, yeah, the Richmond, Richmond one. Question without notice in relation to Collingwood. Mm. Are you at all worried that there was only two good quarters out of eight the last two weeks? But this is what they this is what they did last year. Yeah, and we said that it wasn't replicable, the manner in which they won all it. their <laughs> okay. all those games, and they're already starting to fucking do it again. Yeah, so something about it is replicable. The difference is they were putting leads on teams. Yeah, and then falling asleep. Yeah, and teams were starting to catch up, and then blah blah blah. This is all come from behind stuff. Yeah. And against Essendon and Adelaide, you might start to... They're probably drinking their own Kool-Aid a little bit. Yeah. There might be, there might be a bit of self-sucking going well, on. It was almost a world they nearly dropped both of them. In that world where they dropped both. Yeah. And if they're coming up against a fully fit Sydney team... Yeah. They'd be staring down the barrel of not, barrel of not playing finals. <laughs> I'm dead set serious. Yeah, yeah. They'd be honestly looking at like some tough competition to come yeah. against more Essendon and Adelaide. And they're Collingwood, dude. They've got one more scandal in them this year. <laughs> they probably do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Although the Jack Crisp one, should that was not a genuine scandal. No, no. It didn't deserve to be blown up. Someone was trying to attack that guy's character yeah. for reasons unknown. Yeah. Um, yeah, pretty shameful stuff. Yeah. And I'm glad it's finished Yeah. for him. Yeah. Yeah. And he's still playing good football. So. Good banter yeah. at the time. Yeah. Still is. Yeah. But yeah, he didn't deserve to cop anything for that. And now the world knows he's got a nice, pretty nice pace on him. So so you keep telling me. Yeah. Three times a week. Are you all right? Three times a week. Pregnant misses, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Hurry up and get it out, Ali. I think she thought it was a decent pace as well. So. <laughs> she definitely did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. on, on that note, on notes about your pace, how about we... Uh... <laughs> How about we leave it there? Yeah. Pleasure, mate. Thanks, mate.